the blast from our past network. I'm James Etock and you're listening to Podcasting After Dark with Zach and Corey. Podcasting After Dark presents TV Obscura, a deep dive into underrated and unknown television shows from our youth. Cartoons, sitcoms, cop shows, and much more. Sit back and enjoy some nostalgic fun with TV Obscura. What's up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of Podcasting After Dark Presents TV Obscura. I am one-third of the TV Obscura team. Diallo, you're officially part of the team now, buddy. Just letting you know. I am a team. <laughs> you're a team of one. Um, <laughs> Corey, I'm Corey, by the way. Hey, hey, what's up, guys? Corey here. And uh, joining me, as always, is Zach and Diallo. Zach, my man, what's up, buddy? Hey, it's me, Zach. <laughs> <laughs> what's, what's, what's happening? <laughs> I've been doing SpongeBob all week for Bodie, so I'm like, I'm ready. I'm ready to go. Here we go. Let's talk about our big things that we're going to do today. <laughs> That's a really good SpongeBob, bro. That is a really Thanks. good SpongeBob. My, my agent said, too bad Tom Kenny is doing that for the rest of his life. <laughs> so, because yeah. I'm like, hey, I do a good SpongeBob. She's like, yeah, that's great, but Tom Kenny's not retiring anytime soon. He's never Ever. giving that that money up, dude. <laughs> and I <Ever>. wouldn't. <laughs> Diallo, my man, what's up, buddy? Hey, guys. How are you doing? I'm doing good, and especially since we're doing a sort of a watchlist-style episode with TV Obscura, but it's been a list that I've wanted to discuss since we pretty much incepted podcasting after dark. And this week, if you didn't read the title of the episode, uh, we are going to be talking about our top five cartoon crushes from our childhood. So these are the cartoons that we grew up watching and the crushes that we had on the characters in those cartoons. So we're going to have a wide range, I hope, of of shows to discuss here, um, and a wide range of characters as well. And uh, but before we do, Diallo, my man, as per usual, what uh, what you been working on lately? What's what's going on out there in the world? And anything uh, anything new that we can listen to you on? Uh, we are. I am <laughs> getting my next uh, chapter of the first Noel Chronicles. Uh, edited and we'll be getting it up shortly um that is my fantasy christmas novel and um that's the only thing that i have coming that anyone can see at the moment i'm still working on a project that i can't quite announce just yet um and then uh you know got some stuff working with angela in the dark in the background somewhere and uh and of course, you can read uh, episodes of Angela in the Dark uh, yeah. on Comixology. So, and I have a link. Yes. I always have a link to that in the episode notes. Uh, so please go check that out. It's a fun read with awesome artwork. Yeah, Russell killed it, and he's killing it even more now. It's crazy. He's, he rocks. He's awesome. He's yeah. awesome. He's awesome. So. Yeah. Nice. 
Well, guys, I'm excited to get into this list. I feel like it's coming close to when Zach and I did that video game list. We've been kind of like on a list tear lately. and uh, <laughs> But that, that dude, everyone loved that episode so much. So I'm, I'm hoping people are really, really going to enjoy this one as well. Um, and hopefully maybe we'll throw you some, some curveballs too. Uh, I don't have any curveballs. Mine are all pretty, pretty much <laughs> in your face, hot, hot bay from from cartoon world um oh, but yeah. we'll, i always try to go deep on you so that, <laughs> please that, do that was yeah. meant the way hey. it was supposed to be hey hey hey, hey. hey, hey, now. hey. <laughs> i always go deep on Corey. <laughs> please and thank you deep and hard drive down the center pocket and we've gone too far with the joke <laughs> oh, sorry you're like awesome thanks <laughs> come on let's do this huh? there it is there it is so we're gonna follow since this is gonna be sort of a more of a list um we're gonna follow watch list style protocol um and meaning we are gonna talk about the franchise not the character because i don't think we're gonna we might we might have some some crossover characters but i'm pretty sure we're gonna have some crossover uh franchises so we will talk about the franchise and the characters in that whenever we get to the person who has the uh, that as their highest or lowest number. So, for example, if all of us have a character from G.I. Joe, different characters from G.I. Joe's, we'll talk about it as a whole when we get to the lowest number of, of it'll all make sense when we do it. So, <laughs> anyways. <laughs> you're like, you're like, well, we're going to do this. What, you, you, well, just, just listen. Just we'll listen. <laughs> I should have just said that. Guys, it'll, it'll all make sense. sense to me. It'll all make sense. Makes sense. And uh, in the order of this, we're going to go Diallo, Zach, then me, Corey. And uh, we'll just kind of rotate through um, as we as we go through these. Uh, go down go down memory lane with all of our babes from cartoon history. So, Diallo, are you ready to take us in the Wayback Machine? All right, yeah. Set your Wayback Machines to the year 1985. Oh, oh. my. If you lived in Japan, 1982. Um, <laughs> so my first pick is from the uh, Americanized version of Macross, Robotech. Um, so anybody that has watched that, you probably like get it's going to be like the two um, uh, romantic f- choices would be either Minmay or it would be Lisa Hayes. Yes. Well, both of them are toxic. You shouldn't pick <laughs> either of them. <laughs> I could go into why you shouldn't pick either one, but my favorite, actually, um, she was one of the characters that was uh, kind of in the background on the bridge of the SDF-1, and her name was Kim Young. So Does she have blonde hair? Uh, no, she was a brunette. She had black hair. There was one with like uh, blonde hair, Sammy. There was another one named Vanessa who had glasses. And then Kim was just, she just had black hair and she was just, like cool sitting mm. in the background. And she mm-hmm. was the assistant to um, nice. uh, to uh, Claudia Grant. And nice. I it's like, it's like she definitely wasn't in the forefront. She wasn't like, you know, um, like a major player, but... <laughs> Especially after I realized that Min May and Lisa were toxic and those were the only choices <laughs> that we were really given. Um, I was just like, no, like, like, you know, Kim and those the rest of the girls, they were the ones that were like, it's like, you should you should like 
want to date those girls. But there was something about her that kind of like, I don't know, you know, my little 14 year old brain was really like, well, like, I like that one. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, That's hey, I remember her. I do remember her. Uh, Diallo, you and I have talked a lot about Robotech. Uh, Zach, are you were you a big Macross Robotech guy growing up? Uh, yeah, sure was. Okay, it was on Channel Twenty Six in the Bay Area, and uh, I unfortunately because of the way TV was back in the day, you you couldn't watch it on demand. It was on whether you know it was on at a certain time block. So if you missed it, that was your shit out of luck. So uh, yeah, I, I watched it incessantly at like three o'clock. Sometimes it was on at two thirty. So. Um, sometimes I would leave school early, <clears throat> uh, unbeknownst <laughs> to my parents. Spoiler, they I did. So, uh, yeah, I would watch it as much as I could. I love Robotech, Macross Saga, mm-hmm. the whole drama of what was going on in the future world. I loved it. Yeah. It had, yeah. It had the Matchbox figures, too, by the way. Oh, wow. Uh, I believe That's I think rad. we talked about that on the Obscure 80s Toys episode. I think that was one of your yes. ones that you mentioned. I remember that. Yeah, no, I love that show. And I know, Diallo, I'm pretty sure I know who you're talking about. Um, yeah, because you're right. The the two female leads were horrible. <laughs> they were horrible. <laughs> and, oh, man, you know, the, 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 the side characters. And uh, I just, that show is so epic. I actually showed it to Bodhi not that long ago, and he loved it. He was oh, like, let's nice. watch more of this. I said, okay, we will, down the road. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's that's still a hope and dream of mine that we're gonna see a live action uh, one day. But I, I, you know, I get the gut feeling that if we do, they're you know the Veritech fighters are not gonna look like the F 16s And come mm-hmm. on, like that's so iconic. Like so you have iconic. to. And and yeah. I just want to see that. I just want to see an F sixteen freaking turn into guardian mode and then turn into freaking robot mode and fight battle pods. And you know that's all I freaking want to see. But yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, you yeah. get the feeling like. If Michael Bay gets it, it'll they'll he'll just like wreck the designs, <laughs> you know. They won't look anything yeah. like they're supposed to look. And yeah. I'm like, oh, okay, I get. Yeah. They have a gazillion moving parts or something that look like they're just gonna fall off into pieces. Right, right. <laughs> but yeah, they, I think the the rights just got resolved between um, the Macross uh, segments and um, and like the Robotech part like between harmony gold i think is the company that had them so i think now we're kind of open to actually see a live action um movie so that would be cool if that could actually finally happen and it would actually probably follow like the american eyes sort of macross version of robotech and everything because we all know that they were two different franchises that they kind of merged together um and and gave it to us uh so yeah i and, and that's the thing like i don't want to see the original version i want to see the version that i know you know mm-hmm mm-hmm yeah, it's gotta be. It's gotta be the le- the legit version, please. Yeah. Please, just let let's keep what we what we love. Go make a GoBots movie and make it any way you want. <laughs> I love GoBots personally, <laughs> and it is a damn shame that GoBots in the Battle of the Rock Lords is still not available, at least on DVD of all of all things. It's not even available there. You can't even find it on YouTube for free. But I'm just saying, go bastardize GoBots. Go ahead. Go so ahead. wait, Rock but Lords were a GoBot spinoff. Yeah, that was a movie. It was a theatrical movie. Wow. I, I, had, out, I had um, some Rock Lord toys. Yeah, I still have them too. Nugget, voiced by Roddy McDowell. Ah, um, oh, wow. I had Nugget. That's the one I have. <laughs> yeah, Margot Kidder was in it. She was Sapphire. No shit. Uh, Telly Savalas. Telly Savalas was the main villain with the little mohawk on his head. I forget his name, but uh, anyways, yeah. 
That, that was sh- damn. That was a great. I love that shit. That's a hell of a of a of a cast right there. All right, good uh good pick, Diallo. I love me some Robotech. Yes. I know exactly who who she was. Uh, not necessarily probably one that I went for. I think I was more of a Lisa uh, Hayes kid. Um, but I haven't Is revisited. She the blonde. She, the blonde? she was yeah. She yeah, was um, kind of brunette. Yeah. And she was like the, the 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 love interest of the blonde guy, right? The guy that had the. The... Folk, Ray Foker. Yeah, no, that right? was um. Oh, that was no, that Roy. was Claudia. Claudia oh. was the black one, and she was with Roy Foker. Oh, was Lisa, she? Roy Foker was. A yeah, Lisa guy. was um kind of like between. It, she had like the little uh triangle with Rick Hunter and. That's Min-Man. right. That's yeah. right. That's yeah. right. Yeah, and I just I liked uh, uh Roy's jet with the the skull oh, yeah. crossbones and yeah every, that's that was everyone's the, favorite that's the, uh, the best. iconic yeah yeah so good Oker's the best skull yeah, he was awesome oh mm-hmm. so good oh. yeah oh. all right zach what is your number five <laughs> well my number five uh shares one connection with diallo's in the sense that it it's currently in development it's currently in development at paramount to be made into a feature film i hope it happens and i hope they don't change it up too much um my character is from the animated cartoon series that lasted from 1985 to 1986, Mask. Ooh. It lasted for 75 episodes. I'm going to get to the, the actress in just a second. Wow, the character. 75. That's crazy. 75 episodes. Uh, all the episodes are available on a Shout Factory box set, which I own, which are classic so good one of the best theme songs in my opinion i was, I was gonna uh, say that which, and gems are probably my two favorite theme songs from the 80s yeah I, I galaxy rangers is my number one but but mask is probably my number two or three next to jason the wheel warriors but um but this show lasted yeah for 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 a good amount of time 75 episodes is a really good run obviously huge toy spinoff all that good stuff but my a uh, little crush that I had from a childhood and, and probably till today is uh, Gloria Baker. And I'm going to show for the for the for for the sake of us, I'm going to show a photo to the dudes that uh, I found recently. Oh, yeah. I mean, I knew who, I knew who you were talking about. As soon as you said and in the funny like I remember. I remember you. She she's like sort of like a very cool shot, prominently displayed in the opening credits. Right. But then yep. I, as a kid, I didn't remember seeing her a lot, like on the show. But I absolutely loved her helmet design, her mask design. I thought she was cool as hell looking. Yeah. So she had a car. Gloria Baker was a driving instructor. She was a kung fu master, uh, and she drove a vehicle called Shark. So obviously, it went underwater. Her helmet looked a little like C-3PO mixed with a diver's mask. Yeah. I guess is the best way to yeah. describe it. And I mean, she was cool, man. Like she was, she could throw down with the whole gang. You know, there was, I think, one or two. Um, female characters on the show there was one good guy one bad guy the 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 villain female also voiced by the same voice actress uh sharon noble uh was vanessa warfield she was the uh, she was the venom vicious venom yeah uh female and the voice of uh the mask computer was also the same actress she pretty much did every uh if you look up on imdb if you look up like her credits for this show, it's Mass Computer, Vanessa Warfield, Gloria Baker, Race Announcer, Cat, Crowd, Groupies, Mother, Woman, Aboriginal, uh, Ahsoka Woman, Ata, Baby. 
<laughs> so it kind of gives you an idea that they they were like, well, we'll just get one person that can do all the voices, which is pretty badass. But anyways, Gloria Baker, she was cool, man. Like, I don't feel like they exploited her in any way, uh, but also she was sexy looking. She had this like nice clute female mullet uh, a la Jane Fonda from, you know, clute, like yeah. you just said. And uh, yeah, I love the show. I, I'm addicted to the show. And I don't think they... I, I'm probably wrong about this. They probably did make a version, a figure of her, but I don't remember ever owning it. I, um, I, I'm scrolling through and I, I, I see, and I can't tell if I'm seeing like knockoffs or, or custom made figures or something like that. Um, I don't remember the toy of her. And like I said, I, I re- always remember from the intro of the cartoon, but correct me if I'm wrong, but she, was she. Was she, like, not in every episode? Was she not always, like, sort of on the team, or, or did I just miss it? She's she Yeah, she's one of the main okay. characters, but obviously, you know, this being geared towards young boys. Yeah. Uh, and they could give a fuck about girls, <laughs> unfortunately. Yeah. So they didn't really... She wasn't, like, in every single episode, She but she was one of the main crew. Okay, okay. All right. And she yes, was badass. Like, yeah. she could hold her own. And no, she's she's freaking, I love her design. She's really cool looking. Like, when you said she's like C-3PO meets like a scuba diver, like, you're not wrong, but she looks infinitely <laughs> cooler than what's in your head when you hear that description, I think. Yeah. Yeah. D- it's Diallo like if you take any, a penny. <laughs> Diallo, any mask, uh, mask love here? I mean, I'm like, I love mask. It's like, but I'm I'm with you. It's like, I, like, I remember her from the opening shot as like it's like, you know, burned into my memory that like how they kind of stand there. Stay, and yeah, they profile. stand. In the, yeah, they're kind of yeah. looking sort of. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And like it's burned into my my brain. But it's, yeah, I don't actually really remember her in the show, which is kind of strange. Um, and, and that's the yeah. funny thing, because I remember as a kid being like, oh, she looks cool. And then even in now I see the intro. I'm like, oh, yeah, she's so cool. She looks cool. I'm like, even when I was a kid, I was like. Why didn't I? Why didn't I see her anywhere? But I do agree that, like, you know, when you watch something in syndication, we could have just been watching the same five episodes over and over again. But if you actually yeah. have like the DVD sets, you can actually go through and and see where they, you know, and, and actually watch the whole thing and through. So I, I do trust what Zach says uh, that she is in it more than I think she is. But I'm with you, Diallo. I barely remember her other than the intro. Yeah, and it, and it's interesting too because you know you take uh, like GI Joe. I definitely know who the all of the women that were in there, and they like they they were kind of front and center all the time, even though it was like a yeah. the, you know guy show. But yeah, for this one, it just I don't have. But it, you know, like to be honest, I don't have as many memories of like episodes of Mask. It's like I I loved watching it, but I don't think I. Yeah, just I I remember the kid and the and the and his little robot scooter and um, Matt Tracker and Venom and the yeah. the motorcycle guy with the help that had the helicopter. Um, but that's kind of it. <laughs> so <laughs> well, I will tell you that the show is is darker than I had remembered it to be because I uh-huh. I obviously watched it with Bodie and uh, highly recommend people pick up the the box set because it's great and it's pretty inexpensive too. Um, it, all things considered, because there's so much f- stuff on there, and there's some extra bonus footage as well. But it, yeah, it, it's way darker than I remembered it to be, um, and and I think that's probably why it blends nicely into the GI Joe universe because it, it has that harder edge if you look a little bit deeper, you know. 
Venom's obviously kind of buffoonish, but there's some pretty intense episodes uh, where they're like calling in weather, similar plot devices to G.I. Joe, Mm -hmm. Um, but super entertaining. And gosh, man, what a concept. Like everyone's got their own individual mask that that creates their vehicle, turns their vehicle into something else and just love it to this day. Yeah. And Gloria Baker is a kung fu fighting babe. Nice. Not a good one, dude. I mean, any time, any chance to talk about mask is a good time for me. Mask, and I will recommend people check out the full Shuki Levy uh, version on YouTube, which has a, a whole whole new verse, right? Yeah, whole new verse about Venom. Yeah, yeah, no, that's so cool. Yeah, dude, I, I've I think um I think our pals uh, Adam and John over Blasphemer Past like like a year and a half ago did like an eight top eighties like theme songs, and yeah, that was real high on on both of their lists. So I love that song so, so much, good. but so I got I got to give it to Jim, man. That song was fucking baller, and I know it like the back of my hand only because because where I grew up, Jim was was on right before GI Joe, so I would always catch the end credits of Jim right before GI Joe, and I was always like, yeah, this song fucking rock. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Seriously. Hell yeah. yeah. Uh, All right. My number five um, is from a cartoon that ran from 1981 to 83. There was three seasons of it. Um, I'm talking about Spider-Man and his amazing friends. And, of course, I am talking about Firestar, a.k.a. Angelica Jones, voiced by Kathy Garver. Uh, Do either of you have her on your list? No, I do okay. not. That's a good call, man. It's a good call. <laughs> yeah, good one. Fire cross. That's a good call, Corey. It's, it's a good, a good call, good Ripley. Call. <laughs> so, uh, and when I was a kid, I didn't know that she was, you know, created for the cartoon. Uh, but she was actually introduced into the comic books in 1985. Uh, her car, her costume has been redesigned a few times over the years, but. I got to say, I think her original costume design is so punchy. Like, it just, it pops so well on the screen. Um, and I'm sure it was done for, for like, animation design aesthetics. But I, as a kid, I always loved how kind of minimal the costume was. It, she's basically just wearing a full-on, you know, yellow suit with, like, red boots, red gloves. Obviously, they're stylized. She has a red mask. But for the most part, it's just that that one-piece bodysuit, and to this day, I kind of like simplistic, you know, superhero costume designs. I think they're fun. I think they're really, really neat, and I think she cuts a striking image on the screen, and I I, I don't think she's ever been as popular in the comics as she probably was from the, the cartoon and everything. I think most people just know her from that, but I think she does a pretty good job holding her own in, in the pantheon of Marvel cartoon characters, and I thought she was hot as hell as a kid. So <laughs> I... I I love I love that you chose her and um, the woman that helped create her. Her name is Christy Marks. She was uh, she wrote a ton of Marvel Conan comics oh, back cool. in the day. Okay. okay. And she helped create Gem. Uh, she also worked on Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles and GI Joe and Captain wow. Power and um, but in Elf Quest. You remember Elf Quest? Yep, she I remember Elf Quest. Yep. Red Sonia. She wrote for Red Sonia as wow. well. Um, kind of a big deal because, like you said, that character was created for Spider-Man and his amazing friends. It, it didn't exist prior to that. And dare I say, one of the more popular characters, probably because it was was on a cartoon. Yeah. And yeah. she was badass, man. And it was really cool for this woman, Christy Marks, um, because she was one of the few 
female writers with a lot of clout uh, during a time which was mostly dominated by men. So, yeah, cool. Yeah. Cool, cool, cool. That's awesome, dude. That, wow. It's an impressive amount of information that, yeah, that I did not bring sense. to the table. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I'll, I'll get to why I, I know that in just a little bit. Okay, okay. <laughs> Diallo, right. any thoughts on Firestar? There's a backstory. Yeah, <laughs> like, you know, like Fire uh, Spider-Man and his Amazing Friends was just like they always had Spider-Man cartoons, but that just took everything to a new level, and it was like a soft – introduction into the x-men which was like you know my favorite growing up so that was a that was a good one but um yeah firestar was great i loved her always was kind of frustrated that she wasn't in the comic books until like um, some years later um but i actually do have really strong uh, solid memories of her in the comic books because i used to read um the new warriors and she had a really she was in that group for for a stretch and she had this really cool um story arc with uh marvel boy i think it was his name was who who was also like vance astro in the future it's this whole time travel thing um cool. but they had this like this really cool romantic arc where that they couldn't be together and all this stuff but like i kind of forgot about that until you just mentioned the character <laughs> and i was like oh yeah that's right she totally was in that uh, was in new warriors because I, I really remember loving this one moment with her and marvel boy um but yeah it was a like i you know definitely love her um she was cool she held her own couldn't really figure out why they were like what they were doing in that apartment all the time but it's <laughs> of course all good it's all good <laughs> what are you guys doing in that apartment man <laughs> and, and diallo was was firestar a mutant in in the comics technically yeah she was a mutant okay yeah okay yeah yeah cool that's awesome yeah now nah, she's such a cool character great so choice freaking. thank you thank you thank you uh diallo you're number four my man my number four is uh, this is this is where we go TV obscura. <laughs> uh, my number four um, is from a cartoon called uh, Shaz- uh, Kids Superpower Hour with Shazam, and she was on a segment called Hero High, and her name is Glorious Gal. Um, super obscure. Um, she was voiced by Rebecca Pearl, who uh, has appeared on, um, she's kind of like a background kind of uh, uh, actress that actually appeared in live action on like Knight Rider, Falcon Crest, Street Hawk. Um, she was in Bachelor Party. Um, but yeah, there was like her segment of Hero High was a bunch of high schoolers that were superheroes. Um, and they kind of did, it was like they had a live action segment, but they also had a cartoon segment. So she oh, would play oh, the live I'm looking action. Look at both. <laughs> yeah, yeah. She would play the live action, and then she would also do the voice for the cartoon. So I kind I felt like I was I was being a little sneaky with this one, um, because like she, I definitely, um, oh, you know, right? my my, eye, my eyes as a kid was definitely on the live action. One. <laughs> well, I mean, I'm I'm looking at her design. I've I've never heard of this, but I'm looking at her design, and I'm like. Oh yeah! Oh yeah! Yeah! And I was like, it's funny because I was like maybe like eight, seven or eight when this was on. <laughs> yeah, two. You're like, I don't know why I feel this way, but I, I'm feeling certain certain things in certain. Yeah, ways. I definitely, it definitely, and I, you know, and I look, I look back. You'll see it in another pick. Uh, there's like a there's like a similar vibe going on, and I'm like, I'm like, oh, that explains. <laughs> 
<laughs> Why? I like blondes. <laughs> You're like, that explains so so much. Um, I remember I remember Hero High. I watched it too, and it's funny because I think you Diallo, you and I, we share a mutual love of filmation because it's a yeah, filmation cartoon. Exactly. Exactly. It's, it's so cool, man. Like it, it's a great concept. I feel like Sky High paid a little homage. Oh to yeah, it definitely. A little bit. Yeah. Uh, that feature film with Kurt Russell. Oh, it's yeah. actually oh, not yeah. that bad. I yeah. like that movie. Um, but yeah, it's it it's definitely an obscure cartoon. Not to not that many people know about it. And it's a badass and often overlooked and it shouldn't be because it's a yeah. great show. I love that show. So well, it's got nice Shazam choice. in it, which, you know, that's that I mean, that's what brought me to it originally. That's, that's what got you there. Of course. Yeah. <laughs> of course. But like yeah. once I got there, I was like, wait, what's going on over here? <laughs> it, it, it seems like it seems like similar similarly to Firestar. Her costume design is very simple, obviously probably for animation aesthetics in mind, but mm-hmm. I don't think that they realized by making it so simple like that, you kind of, it, it, all that there really is, especially for like Firestar, it's her curves and stuff, like it's her actual body that creates the the the, the, the shapes in the, in, in the suit and everything. So they, it's actually, it makes it sexier to have it more simple like this, even though they're probably like, oh, it's just, it's not that sexy. It actually kind of is. It actually it kind of is. With her, it, like, it really was. It really is, like, especially with her with her belly button showing and everything. I'm like, this yeah. one was definitely designed with a, with a bit of a sex appeal in mind. Like, my, I, I remember my, my, the heart pangs. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I definitely remember that when I'd see I'm like, man, this is something else. <laughs> <laughs> this is all feeling. Oh man, well, good job. Well, I'm glad we hit, we went, went deep on one of these at least so far. This is TV Obscura, so thank you for that, uh, Zach. How, where are you going to take us with your number four? I'm going to take us not obscure, but I'm going to take us into space oh, uh, okay. for well, it's a little, maybe a little bit of a theme for my my number four and number three, but my number four is uh, a very popular female character from a 1986 Rankin-Bass-produced cartoon called Silverhawks, mm. which le- which ran for a total of uh, 65 episodes. And the character I'm speaking about is Steelheart, played by Mag- voiced by Maggie Wheeler. Um, Maggie Wheeler has actually done a ton of stuff. Everything from she she was on Friends. She was on Friends for ten years. She played Janice. Holy uh, crap! She was Janice. I mean, wow. yeah, no, she yes. I mean, holy crap! Janice was was Silverhawks. Oh I, my! My brain God. just got scrambled. My brain just blew. <laughs> Thank you. Yep. So so Janice, you know, yeah. uh, AKA Steelheart, the the sister wow. of Steel Will. Wow. Um, yeah. I mean, she's she's you know I I, I got a thing for people who are in good shape <clears throat> so uh <laughs> fit 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 chicks or uh, you know she looks kind of like uh your your last pick actually yeah a little bit there's a like theme she got going the same on there hairstyle you know <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you, yeah you do have a bit of a theme with your hairstyles <laughs> <laughs> she's got less of a mullet and more of like a uh Tight, tight, and well, high and tight, I well, guess. Well, in in your defense, we are picking from a bunch of things pretty much from the same few years, you know? Yes. And that was the style. I I, I mean, honestly, I was looking at, at her because, you know, you know I love my armor and everything. I'm, yeah. I, I, and she didn't quite make it. I was a little, I'm a little surprised that she made your list. I mean, that's awesome. I, I like that. I'm, I'm, I was very shocked by that. That's cool, oh, dude. Well, I'll, 
I'll explain why, and thank you, but I'll explain and, why. And more Some... so, the fact that she's voiced by Janice actually makes me like the character oh, more because I'm my god. <laughs> I always kind of, <laughs> yeah. lo- I always kind of low key had a crush on Janice. I always thought she was kind of hot. Yeah, ditto, <laughs> ditto. I, she's, I mean, look, the the I thought the character was always super powerful, but also sexy too, and I and I dug both those qualities. And you know, there's something about being able to see the musculature on each character and definitely in silver Hawks and, uh, and another cartoon that'll come up possibly in my list. They did that the same where you're like, are they, they're wearing clothes, but they're not wearing clothes. You know what I'm saying? Like it's a little, I think I know who's going to, yeah, I think I know who it is too. (laughs) Left to your imagination. Um, but silver Hawks, you mean, especially in the pilot episode too, is that what you're referring to? Yeah, perhaps, perhaps. Uh, but but you know, Silverhawks shared the same shares the same universe as Thundercats and Tiger Sharks. D- does it? Uh, no, Tiger Sharks will not be. Yes, they're all in the same universe. In fact, fun fact, uh, in the rebooted the reboot, Thundercats yeah. series, they both feature cameos from I think Stargazer, who is the captain, is in the is in Thundercats, and they also have a Tiger Sharks connection as well wow. little quite you know subtle nods to both shows which is great yeah. um but it yeah officially Silver tied it, it officially tied it in on that episode i remember yeah. it it was like my mind was like i felt so validated when they when they had that sequence yeah me too in the the original like pilot miniseries of the reboot which is like an eight episode miniseries mm-hmm. um maybe it's longer than that i forget anyways both in that worth check worth buying as well by the way in my opinion it's on blu-ray but silverhawks to me was like a down and dirty version of of uh of thundercats just it, i just like that they went off in space and in the villain was a little more vicious than mumra and um and it's just a fun show dude i i, I miss that show it's really hard to get on dvd uh, you can get like the the second seasons available, but the first season's not always available. Oh. And they introduce a lot of cool characters. And yeah, Steelheart is uh, she's close to my heart. <laughs> <laughs> good pick, very good pick. And yeah, yeah dude, that was a great yeah. show. It's a fun show. I I love the hell out of that show. It's a great kid. theme and, song too. Yeah, great, great. That was a great theme song. Great opening, great. like intro oh. and everything. Yeah. So yeah. Oh, yeah. Silverhawks was just yeah. It was all that. And uh, that, especially that little universe of cartoons, uh, like you said, with the tiger sharks and uh, Thundercats, like, yeah, they were just they were doing some some special stuff at the time, and and it, it had that like pseudo anime look, yes, which exactly. a lot of shows didn't quite have at the time, so it, it kind of set it out. From the uh, from the other guys that were out there, yeah, I loved it. I loved I loved Silverhawks so much. <laughs> the toys were so cool too. It's so cool, so yeah. cool. Yeah. The only thing they were lacking was they didn't have face masks that went on their face. Yeah, because they had the Which cool was mask like in the space. Part of the deal, right? Yeah, <laughs> like the fun Hello? part. Yeah, and it, yeah. I mean, yeah, the coolest part yeah, for me too. Like, I I didn't own a single. Well, I take it back. I owned the the Buzzkill guy with the green guy the robot oh, so thing. cool he i had great. him but like i i would have bought every silverhawk if they had the mask like if they came with the mask um i think didn't they reboot the toys or like put out like more of a high end or if I, maybe i've just always seen designs or something but i thought like the, NECA or somebody not NECA, well, but somebody like that put out like some some silverhawk toys and actually had like change interchangeable heads and stuff I, but i don't know i could be wrong 
Well, two things. One, one, I think, I think it was Kenner that put those out. I could be wrong about that, but, uh, they, they rebooted some of the figures at one point and gave, um, Quicksilver a mask. Mm. I think that, that went over his face. I think at one point, uh, towards the tail end of the, of the toy run, but I have a feeling super seven has the rights mm. to, um, Silverhawks, which makes sense because they do with Thundercats. So if they're doing Thundercats, they're going to do Silverhawks and hopefully they'll do Tiger Sharks because that toy line is super obscure. Super Wasn't that obscure. great? Super. Oh, but they should, oh, that, that cartoon is badass too on the comic yeah. strip. But, but the, uh, the octopus girl does not factor into mine. <laughs> yeah, I got. I had to be honest. I was like, yeah, I, when you when you mentioned Tiger Shark, I was like, yeah, the Octopus Girl actually registers a little higher for me than uh. <laughs> really? No, really? Yeah, she's wearing a wetsuit. Wetsuits are yeah. sexy. That's awesome. Uh, all right, well, good pick, buddy. Very good pick. Can't thank cannot you. complain thank about that one. Thank um, you. My number four from the cartoon of of uh, of from 1980. I am talking about Princess Ariel from Thundar the Barbarian, voiced by Nellie Bellflower. Do either Shocker. of you have, have her on your list? No. no. Okay, okay. Um, I thought this would probably <laughs> be the no only one. no shocker that... there, but that you have her. Yeah, of course, yeah, of course. I mean, I've been, yeah. I've been talking about her ever since. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I, was, I was chomping at the bit to, uh, to, have, to get that Thundar uh, Blu-ray. Diallo, I know, I know you got it too. Yeah. Um, and I, I've been – actually, I've been really been watching it. I think that show holds up so freaking well. I think it's absolutely amazing. And it's, I still think Princess Ariel is hot as shit. Um, her blue, like <laughs> – like one piece sort of bathing suit style with like the the yellow belt and everything and you know and, and I like the fact that she's capable you know she she does get rescued a lot sometimes you know Ukla is yelling and, and grabbing her but for the most part they didn't make her completely you know inept or anything like like always having to be saved or something like she was pretty capable on her own and I always thought she was a really strong character and a, and a very strong visual designed uh, visually designed character um, and I know in the original design her, her costume i think was more of a of a red like a pinkish red but i'm glad they went with the blue instead i think i think it fits her much better and i think now she, she looks iconic like this now you know she struck me as like like in my memory and i and i can't wait to actually sit down and, and re-watch them but just in my memory she she strikes me as like like she was super strong and it was almost like i mean she was the smart one in the group yeah. Um, well, because yeah, Thundar was always like, "What? What is that?" And she's like, "She's like, it's a movie theater." And he's like, "Movie theater?" <laughs> and I'm, I'm not gonna lie, every episode has him doing something like that, like subway yeah. train. And, yeah. and she, yeah, she's the knowledge character of the show. Right. Yeah. That she. But yeah, I mean, Thundar. That show is just. Uh, yeah. Again, I can't wait till I actually start watching it again. It's, you know. Uh, it's so such good memories of of that the opening sequence and mm-hmm. um oh the, so good yeah just uh they, it was the the year was 1997 <laughs> yes, yes. The, the near future <laughs> yeah, yeah of course it was and i, I showed I actually that. showed my wife um you know an episode specifically the intro and i was like babe look at this like this intro scared the shit out of me as a kid but right. i mean it's gorgeous it's well done but yeah. it scared the hell out of me she watched it she was like jesus that's fucking dark i'm like i know right <laughs> You know, there's this one, the 
th- talking about things that scared you, there's this one. You might have watched the episode already. And I again, I haven't watched this since like 1980, and I still remember this. <laughs> but like, there was this one episode where they were like, it was. I think it was kind of towards the beginning, and they were running, doing something, and then it started raining, and it was like acid rain. Yeah. And they had to like get into a cave because it was like literal acid. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah. like, but at the time, like, they were like acid rain was kind of like a thing that people were worried about. And so, yeah. like, in my head, I'm like, like, oh my God, <laughs> like, this acid that I saw, this cartoon is what's going to really happen. They keep talking about this. Like, that and killer bees were like my biggest uh, fears when in the late 70s. So. Yeah, and, and, and they're and, all coming and, back, unfortunately. And yeah. quicksand, quicksand was was supposed yeah, to be quicksand. Well, I, I, oh, quick quicksand. I was taught to be more fearful of quicksand as a kid than I think I should have been because now I've never <laughs> encountered uh, uh, quicksand. Uh, Zach, <laughs> ha- have you shown uh, Bodhi uh, Thundar yet, or is this a bit too dark uh, for him? I, I haven't yet. We haven't gone down that rabbit hole. We're still we're still so deep in in tomatoes Uh, but i know we will down the road i was gonna say quicksand for uh, and sticking my hand in holes where i shouldn't uh from both from flash gordon is what you know traumatized me as a child but yeah thunder thunder um i i think hanna barbera has a i have a love hate relationship with hanna barbera there's some cartoons that i absolutely love then i went on this terror of like not liking things just because it was so popular, right? So I stopped liking Flintstones and Jetsons because everybody was like, oh my God, that's what I watch. I'm like, there's so much more better stuff out there than the same old sitcom cartoon, goo, goo, goo. So every time a uh, Hanna-Barbera cartoon would show up, I'm like, no, I'm not going to watch that. No, I'm not going to. It's Hanna-Barbera. Give me filmation any day, you know? Like, that. I'm going to be indie boy. And so that's where I would go. Now I see Thundar, and I've watched Thundar since in my 20s. It was on um, when Cartoon Network actually showed old school cartoons back when it first came out, right? Yeah. When Cartoon Network was what it was supposed to be. Just like when Comedy Central used to show stand-up comedy shows, and that was it. Like, can we go back to that, please? Yeah, and, and MTV a, showed music videos. I mean, you know, you yeah. know the good old days. <laughs> um, yeah, so so Cartoon Network used to have or Boomerang, the Boomerang Network. They showed yeah, a shit ton of because I think that was like owned by whoever owns Hanna Barbera. Um, but yeah, I watched I watched it all the time. I love it. I totally want to get the series. I'm so glad it's back out. Um, and yeah, it is dark. I love that it's like post apocalyptic. How badass is that? You're getting a Mad Max kid cartoon. Yeah, it's I don't, I don't know which intro scared me more, this one or uh, shit, uh, in, insect insectoids. Wait, was that what, what was they called again? Uh, sectoids, right? Oh, sectars. Sectars. There it is. Crap. Sorry, guys. Yeah, that cartoon this, is traumatic. That intro is traumatic. Yeah, that's traumatic. <laughs> that that one yeah. is just as scary as this one because both of them you see like the downfall of the entire human race. People in, screaming in, and yeah, shit. in the like in thirty <gasps> seconds. You know, so and yeah. every time you watch it, you have to watch the downfall of the human race every single time. It's terrifying. <laughs> it's, it's, it's Cobra. It's Cobra Commander in GI Joe the movie when he gets the spores on his face. Yep. Yet yeah, the entire race gets turned into insects. Yep. Terrifying. Terrifying. That lasted like 10 episodes. Awesome. Well, that was... Great choice. Yeah, great choice. Not a shocker. However, it is nice to actually talk about these shows with you. 
Exactly, exactly. And yeah, guys and gals, uh, if you have any love for Thunder the Barbarian, buy the Blu-ray that Warner Brothers Archives uh, put out. It has like an hour-long documentary on, on the series that I have not actually watched yet. I want to. I'm kind of trying to make the time for it. But I will say the episodes look absolutely amazing. I can't believe something, you know, from 1980-81 cartoon looks this freaking good in HD, but it does because the source material is fucking fantastic, and that's what happens when you have great source material. So uh, check it out. Go go get that. Um, Those were, that was a Jack Kirby-designed uh, show, yep. too, wasn't it? Or Alex yes. Toth or something like that? It was, it was Alex Toth, I think, um, designed the characters, and then I think Jack Kirby designed the world. But I okay. believe both... Or it could also be reversed of that, but both names, Toth and uh, Kirby, were both attached to the show. Hey, everybody. Corey here. I just wanted to let you know that we'll be right back after these short messages. Hey everybody, welcome to Talking Back, the podcast where we like to chat about past achievements in movies, comics, video games, and more. I'm your host, Tim, and with me today in studio is co-host Dean. Oh, hey, Dean. hey, Tim. Dean. Huh? Uh, this isn't a full episode. This is actually just an ad. All we have to do is tell everyone that our podcasts come out on Mondays and they can find us on their favorite podcatcher. If they're into movies, comics, or video games, they should definitely check us out. Oh, well then... Thanks, everybody, for listening, and we'll catch you next time. Talking Back. Have you been wondering where's the beef? Well, on our podcast, Throwback Trivia Takedown, you might just find that out, as well as some other things about the 70s, 80s, and 90s. We're a nostalgic-based trivia show that pits two challengers head-to-head in a duel of the decades, with categories ranging from movies, TV and music, to slang, food, and fashion you're sure to get the best in retro-themed trivia. So strap on your jelly shoes, grab a surge, and walk like an Egyptian to your favorite podcast app and check out Throwback Trivia Takedown. I heard even Mikey likes it. And now, back to the show. Diallo, my man, halfway, what is your number three? All right, my number three. Everybody would have heard of this one. Um, so um, my number three is Veronica Lodge from the Archies. Oh, so, hey, yeah, oh, nice. yeah. So there's Betty and Veronica, and um, I liked the like, like the, it, there's always like the good girl and the bad girl kind of like. So on Gilligan's Island, I was actually a Marianne. I wasn't a Ginger, but in this case, I'm the. Same. I'm the definitely the Veronica. So okay. she was voiced by Jane Webb, um, who did tons of uh, voices um, and was in lots of uh, old, um, like Journey Journey to the Center of the Earth, Fantastic Voyage. Um, she also voiced Betty, Miss Grundy, and Big Ethel on the show, <laughs> and um, she was actually Batgirl in the Superman Batman Hour back in the seventies. Okay, and she also played. Uh, <laughs> she did the voice of the super racist <laughs> Ping and Pong on the ba- the Brady kids that were like these pandas <laughs> oh. from China. <laughs> oh, Race man. and Ist played by. <laughs> yeah, right. Wow. No, it wasn't like super. I guess it was kind of super racist. I don't know, but it was that was like the early seventies. But uh, yeah. Anyways, yeah, um, yeah. That was she. Just she's she was classy. Um, she was rich. She was like, um, I think it kind of, again, I'm, I'm looking at these, these picks and I'm realizing why I'm still single. 
Um, but like, <laughs> she probably had that little that piece of like, uh, she's like too good for me. <laughs> you know, <laughs> she's like I could never get a girl like that kind of feeling. Yeah, she's like, yeah. So I I dig her. I dig Veronica. I so art. Uh, what was the name of the cartoon? So I mean, it's it's had various uh, incarnations over the years, yeah. but the one that I remember watching the most was called The Archies. Okay. And, okay. Yeah, and it was um, it was a uh, like a half hour to hour show, and then they would have like shorts from other stuff in there. I remember oh. they had like a Dick Tracy short and some other stuff. And it was all animated, though, right? Yeah, yeah, it was okay. all animated. Yeah. Okay. Uh, I, was, yeah. I mean, yeah. Obviously, I know Archie. Obviously, I know you know Riverdale now and and mm-hmm. Afterlife with Archie and everything. And I'm honestly infinitely uh, fast. I'm more fascinated with the history of Archie and like mm-hmm. how it turned into what it is now than I sort of am with Archie himself. But yeah. you know, Diallo and Zach, like all of us, we've been reading comic books our entire lives. Archie has been a staple of the comic book store as far as we can remember. You know, it's been around forever. Um, but I didn't know there was a I had no idea there was a cartoon. But then you mentioning the Brady Bunch cartoon, that's sparking nano memories in the back of my mm-hmm. head of like, oh, yeah, I remember seeing like images of that. There was a Brady Bunch cartoon. That's yeah. man, back. And then there wasn't there a, a Gilligan's Island cartoon. But yeah. Oh, space. yeah. There's Gilligan's that Islands, was- Gilligan's Island in space. Yeah, Laverne yeah. and Shirley, Happy Days. They had yeah. all kinds of shows. Yeah, back in the yeah. day when they actually made yeah like sitcoms into into cartoons. Yeah, yeah. Gilligan's Island was a filmation cartoon. Okay. And, um, in fact, I have, I still have. Diallo will probably appreciate this. I still have my Gilligan's Island toys. It was a bath toy set of the island with Gilligan, um, and Marianne, and the skipper, and a boat, and a palm tree, and a treasure oh, box. Wow. And I still have all of it. And I actually still have the box. And I have a Gilligan's Island board game from like the late 60s, early 70s. I think I Whoa, took it from my that's brother. Crazy. But yeah, wow. I still have all that stuff. So on the box of both are the cartoon images from the Saturday morning cartoon that they had. And um, I, I was not an Archie guy. Like I didn't dislike it. I had definitely had the comics. And I'm sure that's that. I'll, helped me learn how to read in some sort because that was always in front of me. Um, but I didn't, I, and I knew the cartoon, but I didn't watch it. And, uh, but I remember how popular it was and gosh, man. Yeah. The, the cart, the comic book, dare I say, Archie might be quite possibly the most, one of the most iconic American characters ever for pop culture. Yeah. If yeah. you really think yeah. about the sustainability that that character, that franchise has had over time, there's not too many other franchises that have stayed in the memory banks of every generation to follow. Yeah. You know, one of, of my favorite others. things to do back in the day, like when I was traveling, um, like I remember going back east to go to school and I'd have these long, you know, eight hour flights. I would always love to stop into the, um, you know, the, the shops at the airports and buy a Archie Digest, and they would yeah, have like Archie these, Digest, yeah, yeah. yeah, and they would have a collection of the stories. I, I used to love reading those. Like, well, they've been a, he's been around since 1941. I was yeah. just looking, yeah, I was just looking and, it up, yeah. And it's a filmation cartoon too. People, filmation, like I feel like um, 
Well, thanks to you know people like James Etock, filmation is going to get a resurgence again. I think there's going to be a re, you know, these things go in cycles, right? Yeah. And there's going to become a re uh, appreciation of all that filmation did, pop culture wise, because they had every franchise, well, every film- single. I'm sure they did Laverne and Shirley also. I'm sure they probably did Mork and Mindy. Yeah, probably. Uh, yeah, right. I remember Happy that days. one too. I, I remember that one too. I think you're right, Zach. I think the name Filmation is still like a brandable, bankable, or should I say a, a bankable brand name? Essentially, people people still remember it. I think it, it needs to be held in the same regards as Disney. I, it really does. Yeah, maybe even higher because <laughs> there's no, you know, there's no major controversy behind Filmation like there is for Disney. Like I, I think people <laughs> people probably would recognize Filmation over like Sunbow um, or maybe even Deke. Yes. You know, probably Agreed. Filmation would probably be higher above above both of those. So Agreed. yeah, I'm with you. And uh, and Diallo, I'm with you. I would always be a Veronica guy over Ben. <laughs> So, uh, good pick. Very good pick. Uh, Zach, number three. You know where I'm going with number three because it's kind of what I did with number four. Uh, Another animated series about animals in space, so to speak. Uh, It's Thundercats. Thundercats, from (laughs) From 85 to 89. And I'm talking about Chitara. (laughs) Chitara, I mean, she had to be on this list. Of course. Uh, for, For... for me, at least. I'm honestly surprised she's not on my list. Chitara is voiced by um, Lynn Lipton, who to this day is a working actor. She's on screen. She's on FBI and a bunch of other shows. Um, yeah, and, and honestly, like I'm toe-dipping a little bit into the new series because Chitara in the new series looks fantastic as well. Um God, Diallo and Wait, I you're talking about the the Thundercats Roar new series? Not Thundercats Roar. Because <laughs> I was about to, I was about to like walk out. Right? <laughs> I was about to throw his no. headphones down, and I'm no. out. This is, I'm done. This is we're done here. This we're is done here. We're done here. No, the 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 Thundercats uh, reboot in 2011, which lasted for less than one season, unfortunately, uh, a Cartoon Network created series she's fantastic in that dare i say even more so um but chitara was a badass and i love her story arc in the new series that they did the kind of love triangle between lion-o and tiger tigra um but she's just she's iconic and obviously yeah in that opening pilot they're not wearing any clothes. I, I still totally don't naked. understand that. Like, even I don't when understand it. I, I don't want to not understand. I, <laughs> but they had no nipples or anything. It was like it was so weird. But yeah, dude, Burr, Chitara. Ch- Chitara is hot as hell. Uh, in the intro, I first off, we all have to admit, animation wise, I think oh, th- uh, Thundercats probably best. had the best animation. Uh, had the best. That had the best animation animated opening. Yeah, yeah. and and dare wild. I say, a little almost hurt the series because it was so good. I, I, yeah, it's funny that you mentioned that, totally. Zach. I was literally just gonna say that. I was gonna say you always say that, Frost. You always say you got a bad feeling about this drop. <laughs> I was gonna say to its detriment, possibly to its detriment, because yeah. it's just. I mean, guys, like. <laughs> I'm like, as a kid, I'm like, just like, 
you're not even close. Your your show's animation is not even close to what you're showing us. And no. and, and especially like Chitara's like thing. She was so awesome. Running Just, with the bow yeah. staff. Yep. Yeah. Dude, it yep. was she was so cool and like her character design honestly is badass. I've seen people like cosplay as her and that's fucking badass and yeah, she's iconic at this point. She's freaking iconic. And again, yeah. I always wonder how you make something be iconic. I don't know what the formula is, but Chitara is iconic at this point. Pretty close, pretty close uh, to a live action version of Chitara would be Sybil Danning and Howling 2. <laughs> That's a nod to David Irons, by the way. Yeah, he'll get it. He'll get it. Yeah, but yeah, Chitara is fucking awesome, man. Good pick. Why, thank you. Yes, yes. All right, yes. Diallo. Any more to add to, Ch- to Chitara? No, I mean, yeah, I mean Thundercats, man. Like, <laughs> yeah, you're like, what do you want to say? It's fucking baller, bro. Yeah, and you know, like, and like, you know, I actually remember, like, back in the day, I think we, I remember watching episodes of of uh, the new one with like you and yeah. Zach. Mm-hmm. I think I was watching that one that episode where they kind of tied in this uh, tiger sharks and. At Zach's yep. house for some reason, um, yep. but anyways, yeah, I just like I loved, loved that reboot. Uh, they did like Cartoon. They did some really good reboots. They did a really good uh, He Man also. Remember that one? They did. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, GI Joe the reboot Horsemen and Transformers yeah. reboot. Yeah, yeah. GI Joe. The what? Which one was it? What was it called? Resolute? Was that the one? Or? Renegades. Renegades. Yeah. So they well, did some did... really good reboots. Diallo, like I- I'm the same as you. I every time I always I always think GI Joe Resolute. Yeah, uh, and but Zach's Resolute's always like great. renegades. But there, there was a what was the resolute? Was that a movie? Was that just a yeah. the, it, okay? The it's resolute one minute. to me, like if like Zach probably knows better, but like for in my memory, it was like that one was more of an. It was like in the same universe, kind of as the cartoon was, like they were like the eighties cartoon, and then the yes. renegades was like a whole new deal. Renegades was the A team. Um, it was a reboot making them into the A-Team, it, it, down to the intro, even sounding like the intro to the A-Team, you know. Um, and then Resolute was an anime anime version of the original series, basically. It was like a one-off. I think it was 50 minutes long. Uh, I have it. I own it. Yeah. And they kill off some major characters in, the movie, in, in that. There's a lot more violent. It's definitely more r rated it wasn't and there, renegades is more kid friendly and wasn't there ish. a cool fight between snake eyes and, and storm shadow in the rain in resolute i think yes. yeah it's beautiful so so beautiful. you can so you can buy like resolute as a standalone thing and watch yep. it and it's just a standalone thing on dvd yeah i okay. own it it's great I, I highly recommend people buy that it's it, just so good it, I, and i just have a million questions because i always liked that resolute but i never quite understood was that a show because it was at a time where i wasn't as sort of into nostalgia and everything and i knew that like you know gia joe would keep coming out with like a new rebooted show and i was like i was like is this sigma six is this is this renegades is oh, this yeah, sigma uh six. It's, yeah exactly i i didn't that, to me, that's a branding problem, you know, when you qu- don't quite understand where it's going to land. But I always, Resolute always stood out to me because I thought it was fucking awesome as hell. And the, and, and you, like you said, it was much more darker, more rated R-esque, you know. Yeah, I always felt yeah. like Resolute, they should have gone that. That's where G.I. Joe should have gone in this adult arena because your built-in fan base is already adults. 
just go go for it and turn it into an action show. And the well, concept the thing, is so adult. The thing about it was that it was like, I mean, it was basically what the comic book was. The comic book yes. actually was way more adult and dark than yes. the by, Thank by, you. Like, by miles from the um, from the cartoon. So, well, the, yeah, Larry Hama, right in the uh, in the toys that made us. Yeah, uh, that's right. Was, he's so great in that in on the show on Netflix. I watched it with Bodhi because he's like, "What is this? What is this show? What is this cartoon <laughs> that they're they're turning these characters into this thing?" You know, because yeah. obviously these guys who wrote this had a military background. They were yeah. using military terminology. Suddenly, you're like, "Oh, this is for five year olds." Yeah, they had some. That's a pretty heady stuff in uh, the comic book. I remember, like, being struck by how different they were. Um, there was this whole the in the early books there was this whole stretch where like snake eyes they everyone thought he had died in this bunker and it was yes, oh it was so good they had this one character quinn the eskimo oh, yeah. and yeah. uh yeah he doesn't make it all the way <laughs> to the end no it's so good it, yeah. it, it, he, he's actually in i think they put him in this in the in the sunbow series for a minute oh really yeah uh part of October guard, I think at one point. Mm. Oh, wow. Um, oh, okay. Okay. Potentially, I think. And I think, or he might've been in renegades for a minute as well. I'm trying to remember. It's a little foggy, but yeah, great character. I think they even made a figure of him, uh, in the 25th anniversary toy line. He was so out. cool. Loved that guy. Yeah. Nice. Oh, good times. Good nice. Times. All right. Dr. Well, Venom. I, I feel like we we deviated very dramatically from what we your did. number <laughs> It kind of might work. It might work with what we're well, about was, to talk about. I was going to say, I guarantee you, we're going to come back to the G.I. Joe universe, but not right now. Um, and I have a, my number three. Uh, it's a show that I know, Zach, you love. Fairly certain, Diallo, you enjoyed it, too. Um, but Zach's always been very vocal about it. Uh, three seasons, 1983 to 1985, and I am, of course, talking about Dungeons & Dragons, the cartoon, and my crush. <laughs> my crush was Diana the Acrobat, voiced by Tanya Gale Smith. Uh, I think yeah, Diallo's known I've had a crush on, on, on the Acrobat for a long time. As soon as you said it, I knew who you were, who you were talking about. Of course. Uh, and, yeah. and I just want to make a side caveat and say that, yes, I know that the character is technically 14 canonically to the show, but you have to understand, I was like 12, 13 at this. You know, actually, I was, shit, I was even younger. So, younger. you know, that, but yeah, and she, they never drew her to look like she was that young either, I think. So, but I always thought she was at least 18, so I'm going to talk about her as I as if I assumed <laughs> that she was 18. Look, guys, I thought she was 18. <laughs> I mean, yeah, this, uh, that sounds terrible. That sounds Matt terrible. Gates, <laughs> So yeah, Diana the Acrobat. As a kid, um, you know, I, I, growing up, two of my my biggest crushes, uh, live like real human being crushes, uh, were Linda Carter, uh, Wonder Woman, and Pam Greer, uh, Foxy Brown, and everything. And so like I, I, and I don't know like sort of what came first, but I do think that Diana, like sort of like informed me that you know. 
that I could have a crush on on someone who who was maybe darker or something or a different ethnicity or whatever like that. And and I I like that. I like that they actually had some like you know of course they had a white girl on the show too. But I like that they didn't just have two white girls or something. I like that they actually had some ethnicity. Uh, I, I, we all know that cartoons and media is much more diverse nowadays than it was back in in the early eighties, late seventies, and everything. But I thought at the time it was really cool to see and you know. I, I can't make any bones about how I grew up, you know, white suburbia in Maryland. It was exotic to me, obviously. And that was that was that kind of has gone with me my entire life for <laughs> better or worse. I don't condone uh, fetishizing like other races. You know what I mean? But as a kid, <laughs> am I talking myself into a hole here? Yeah, you are. <laughs> OK. All right. Anyway, it's going. getting really Keep going. awkward over here. This is great. <laughs> it's getting awkward. This is great. Anyway, Keep going. She was hot. I liked it. I. Bottom line, Exotic. that's what it boils down Fetish- to. That's what she was I was, tr- I was trying to make it like intelligent, but ultimately, what it boils down to is like fucking eight year old Corey thought she was hot, and that's really it. That's all that matters. That's all that matters. I mean, you, you did br- you did bring up a. I'll I'll try to I'll try to like salvage this a little bit. So you Thank did bring you up a. Yellow. You did bring up a really great point, um, because as a being a black girl on a cartoon like that usually like there's a they're done in context with another black male um but she was like i mean she was the only person of any color on that show and that's pretty like i never really thought about it before but like yeah that's actually pretty (laughs) kind of groundbreaking in a lot of ways in that in that especially in that genre you know there's there's a because there's a couple other um, characters like that, that I was looking at thinking about putting on my list that I didn't, but those were different genres. It was like Josie and the Pussycats, and um, mm. there was like Beverly Hills Teens. There was some other, but there was like a black oh, yeah. girl character. But like on a show like that, um, Dungeons and Dragons, that's that's actually pretty. Especially like it was like that was eighty two. You said or eighty one? Uh, yeah, that was uh, actually eighty three. Yeah. 83 yeah so i was like 11 11 12 so um yeah the Th- thank you diallo thank you for salvaging my horrible downward spiral <laughs> you're welcome <laughs> <laughs> i mean literally you literally watched my <laughs> the tail of my my plane get shot off and i just spiraled downwards <laughs> No, you weren't going into a bad place. It was just—it was very enjoyable to to listen to you pontificate and and try to like find a way to to make it sound less sleazy than it was. Yeah, is a is a big deal, and it's only people are just only now kind of getting it. Like, yeah, people that aren't of color or people that yeah are not of color are just now getting it, but. Yeah, like when you, especially back then, it's like you had like one character to, to look at that looked like you and you kind of like you feel a sense of like connection and um, validation. So yeah. It, yeah. Was, it was really important to have um, people that don't look like you or do look like you on those uh, shows. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and one thing that was cool about that show was that they um, the female characters were the most were the more intelligent of the of the group it, you know, and the, more capable it seemed like yes. you know the, the you were know, you saying willie ames's character was in uh was <laughs> he was all right cap- of course they make the blonde hair blue eye guy kind Ra- of like the leader ralph mouth's character was his yeah. name derek or something eric but... eric he was a doofus yeah. and it was perfect because i'm like 
you know, at the time, I, I, you know, if I was ever annoyed with my brother Eric, I'd be like, "Oh, you're acting like Eric on D and D, dick." <laughs> uh, and then the little kid with his club, who I always wanted to see him smacked or spanked, one or the other, <laughs> shit. And then uni. I love, I love D and D. I love D and D. Did you ever see? Day, oh, I'm sorry. Um, to this day, I'm still hurt that they didn't finish the series, that they didn't just do one more episode to bring him home. Well, you know? so like, I, this is what I was just about to say. Did you see there? Yes. They, so some there's the, the script and they actually some fans actually animated the script. Oh, I thought so you were actually it's a, there actually is a final episode. Oh, and I it, thought you were going like, to talk about the car commercial. Uh, yeah. Uh, no, 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 no. <laughs> Which is cool. It actually is like the final, like, so, um, was it, I think it was J. Michael Straczynski. I think, was he the one that was a writer on it? So he was talking about it and um, he said, like, this is basically what we intended to do. And then some, I, it was either him or somebody else, like, had let, shown what the script was. And then some fans out there took, animated sequences from other episodes and then they also had used uh they had the cells and so they actually created that last episode i mean like it's a legit episode like when you see it like you're like whoa this actually so it actually closes it out like it's on youtube that's i I, that's how i found it so oh cool like if you if anybody out there is uh like a D and D fan and they've never actually seen the finale and they want to see what it was supposed to be. It's there. And it actually is very, very gratifying and satisfying. It, it cool. actually feels, it feels really good to watch. So correct me if I'm wrong, but I rem- do I remember an episode where they did go home, but then they had to go back because yes. So Okay. Okay. Yeah. Yes. That, that did happen. And, and, and I remember that always felt cheated to me. Cause I'm like, yeah. no, this is lame, but, I yeah. will say, yeah, that I, I definitely want to check that out, and I, and I feel like, yeah, they never they they made PVC figures from yeah. the show, like that didn't move. You can find them on eBay for like ridiculous amounts of money. Like, really, you're gonna spend three hundred dollars on a fucking Smurf type thing that doesn't move? Okay, <laughs> a clump sure. of plastic. But it looks so cool, and I've got it now. Ugh. <laughs> um, but they never made proper figures of those of those uh, characters. Obviously, the LJN D&D toy line that came out, which I talked about in our toy episode, was so good. But the only thing it was missing was the characters from that show. I would have loved to have Avenger character. Because it even had the villain. It had the the, the villain guy. Like, they made him into the toy. But they didn't make the the cartoon kids, you know, into toys or anything. I'm with you, dude. And I remember the PVC uh, ones. And I think I actually had some because I got a whole lot of toys from uh, a family friend. And that's how I got the, the... the D and D castle, like I got, because the person had all kinds of D and D stuff, and I'm not gonna lie to you, most of those D and D toys just stayed in the box because I wasn't really into them. Um, but the the castle thing, the snake thing, was cool. Um, I did want to just say real quick, because uh, Zach, you had mentioned that the the women were a bit more of the stronger characters. I do remember she kicked a lot of ass on the show. Yeah, she like, did. Oh she yeah. Was like, I feel like I feel like, I always remember her being the main ass kicker uh, when it came time to like sort of fight people. She was always the one that sort of like jumped into gear and did it. And I think as a kid too, I was like, that's really awesome to see. 
and again, I think tying it into my, my crush on like Linda Carter's Wonder Woman, I and you'll see with my, you know, next two characters, I like my women strong. But but this but Diana the acrobat might be the last of the good girls that I like. I also like them bad. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Diallo, your pen, your penultimate crush. All right, so yeah, I've this for my number two. Like again, this is like this is TV obscure. Like it's so obscure that even I barely remember it, but. I have my um, phone ready to look it up, whoever it is. Yeah, I have I have a I have a picture here for you guys to see. So um but the name of the character is Moray. And there was a show, um so it was like a short on um Tarzan and the Super Seven. And her segment was Moray and uh, Manta Ray. Here's a here's like a little quick pic oh. of, of what she oh. looked like. You love your blonde girl. Wow, yeah, she yeah. looks like an almost carbon copy of you. Yeah, almost yeah. carbon copy, right? <laughs> exactly. It was funny. We were coming up with these, and I, I remember going, "Oh yeah, okay." That now we're now we see where we're, why we are the way we are. Um, another another filmation why, show, dude. Another filmation show. I, and that's why we do these uh, podcasts because <laughs> you all listeners think that we're just going to be talking about movies and TV shows. No, this is therapy for us. We're peeling back the onion layers, dude. She looks. Sans the open belly button design, yeah. she's a carbon copy. Carbon copy, yeah. The red. <laughs> you it have was a like, type, I don't know friend. what it was. It was like the red and the blonde hair, yeah. and I just and like she was like she she could swim underwater and like anyway. Anyways, she's uh she was voiced by Joan Van Ark, who um, oh, I wow. actually did not know this. So she actually voiced um yes yeah. So she voiced um, Spider Woman. Um, uh, she was Jessica Drew in the Spider Woman mm-hmm. cartoon, um, and then live action. She was on Dallas and and Knott's yep. Landing. She played Valerie Ewing. Um, yep. She's done other stuff like Days of Our Lives and Love American Style, which is mostly known for for Dallas and Knott's Landing. But yeah, she uh, Moray and Manta, and she just that was that was it for me. And it was like it was a really hard show to actually watch back then. Um, cause it was like, it, it was a show that didn't really do very well, but I remember whenever I caught it in like the late mornings, I was like, oh yeah, this is, this is the one I wanted to see. They had, they had a couple other, uh, uh, shows like, um, uh, super stretch and micro woman and, um, another one called web woman. Um, but yep. more and manta ray, man. Ooh. <laughs> Again, <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna say again, filmation. It's yeah, filmation, filmation, another yep, filmation, filmation cartoon, yep, and yep. and uh, that I think that show spawned the Space Sentinels. Yes, it did. Uh, um, yeah, that, that, and then it they had another uh, deal with uh, ISIS and Freedom Force. That was yes, a kind of Freedom Force. Of that. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, such deep deep pull in such deep, a good yeah, way. Yeah. Good stuff, man. I'm look, I'm, I mean, I'm I didn't at, watch that show, oh, but I'm super familiar with it. I'm looking at Space Sentinels now, and 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 uh, oh, Space Sentinels is great. The, the, it looks like the, there's actually a, an African American uh, character on there too. That's that's awesome. That's great. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah Filmation doesn't get enough credit again with having a, d- a level of diversity that was not seen in shit like what Disney was putting out. And I I hate to hate. I'm not. I don't mean to hate on Disney as much as I am, but I'm going to hate on Disney because I, I couldn't stand it back in the day. Everybody's like, oh, Disney, goo, goo, goo. And I'm just like, no, there's 
There's far better stuff out there. Filmation. Yeah. I mean, look at <laughs> look at look at this cover. I mean, she's right in the center. Yep. That's freaking yeah. awesome. Like, yeah. I I hope I hope this comes. I hope this comes to TV Obscura proper at some point. Because as I mean, it definitely DVD, I have it. Definitely was on. It's a, it was on my list for like good for something. Um, yeah, space. Uh, but yeah, great. Super Stretch and Micro Woman were actually um, it was a black couple, like a black married yep. couple, and oh, yep. you know these guys. Yeah. Oh, nice. Yeah. So yeah, they definitely were out were out there on that progressive tip in the in the seventies. That's that's awesome. That's I mean, again, you know, I I feel like we we said it a couple episodes ago, but I I think we could do TV obscura like all cartoons and probably do like a, just a straight years worth of it. Like there's so many so many cartoons and this episode right here diallo you the you know yours have already brought two of them to light that i yeah. never heard of before actually three if you throw in the space sentinels one so it's it's yeah. awesome i love i love learning about these these new shows that i've never never even heard of when i was a kid and we always talk we always know it's like it's what did you have access to what you know what was on syndication in your area growing up and all that kind of stuff and mm-hmm. so it's 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 cool to actually bring these other shows to to light and that's what we honestly that's what we, it's much as fun we have talking sleaze and and hot chicks on on you know this uh, <laughs> hot hot cartoon girls ultimately we're trying to jog your memory and hope that you know you're like oh yes like that show let me go watch that show now you know that's our that's our ultimate goal here and also yeah. perv out a little so <laughs> <laughs> but yeah like i said like i just yeah my, it was like those heart pangs man and i was like when that when that show was on i mean i was that was still in the 70s so i was like you know six seven right around there it was like Bodie's age and but it was like it was like i knew right then it's like i knew what i wanted <laughs> I know what I want. I knew what I wanted. Chasing it ever since and been failing. (laughs) (laughs) Zach, what is your penultimate? My penultimate. She-Ra, She-Ra. I was going to go Tila, Tila, but I thought, no, She-Ra, She-Ra. Uh, I'm not talking about the current one. I'm I'm talking about the 1985 to 1987 voice. Which, in my opinion, is great. Yes, totally agree. Melanie Britt, uh, who also was the voice of Batgirl in the second season of that show. Nice. Uh, she was also on the Plastic Man cartoon. Nice. And she's also in Avatar, The Last Airbender. She played Grand Grand. Oh, um, wow. Very, very infamous voice actress in, a, in the bestest of ways. Uh, cool. She-Ra, yeah, the, the sister of He-Man. And... Why did I go with her over Tila? Because uh, I just liked her outfit a little bit more, to be honest with you. And <laughs> and she's a total badass. Like I think like when when Filmation created She-Ra, they looked at He-Man and they're like, okay, He-Man's got his sword. He can do. He's got super strength. He can basically do anything he wants with strength. But let's make with She-Ra. Let's like make her ten times better than He-Man. Not only does she have super strength, but she can change her horse into a Pegasus. She can take her sword and turn it into whatever the hell she wants, from a spinning rope to a space helmet. <laughs> Anything she wants. Sword into helmet. And she was gr- She-Ra was great. Um, you know, obviously, when Bodhi was born 
and showing him cartoons, I wanted him to have a diverse scope and not see things in a black and white way or a cut and dry way. And She-Ra was one of the first characters where he like super loved her and he thought she was super cool, almost more so than He-Man. Uh, and I thought that was so cool. Like there was no judgment there. It was like, eh, she's a girl because as a kid, I couldn't admit to my friends that I watched She-Ra because it was a girl show. I'm uh, like, how dare you? I watched Jam. I watched She-Ra, but I, for some reason, had, you know, people who in my life that were just like, eh, you watch that shit. I'm not even gonna say what they would say back to me if I told them I did, <laughs> what they would call me. But screw those guys that all said that shit. Uh, because She-Ra was badass yeah. and great storylines, great storylines. And, and Hordak what? was a badass. Like her, her rogues gallery was on par, if not better than He-Man's rogues gallery. And it was, I, yeah, it's like I was, I was talking to somebody about about it. It might have actually been David. I think we might have been talking about it uh, the other day. Um, I'm not, but yeah, She-Ra had a great cast of characters, both her allies and her rogues gallery. And I always actually really liked Shira. I, I never, I didn't watch the show religiously, but I also didn't turn it off. But like you, I also didn't announce that I had watched any either, but it was different times. Like, you know, it just kids back then kids are mean, you know, so yep. you couldn't really sort of be open about that kind of stuff, but I'm not going to lie to you, bro. I always thought fucking Shira was badass. I thought she was hot as hell. Um, and I actually have caught a few episodes of the new one cause my wife watched it. Uh, the it's Netflix good. one. That show's freaking good, and I yeah. I like yeah, the yeah I really like the new one. I, I like the positivity yeah. of of you know for women, and, and there's no sexualization of it either. Like it's 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 nice that we I do it is nice that we live in a world that is is much more diverse and less sexualized as it was when we were uh, kids, you know. And I know I know that the the original series, um, you know, when the creators were like, well, we're we're gonna take what. We're going to make sure She-Ra is not exploited. And I'm like, okay, so I I watched that show with a fine-tooth comb now because I've watched it ad nauseum with Bodhi. And there's plays on her sexiness, but it always delves into her being the most dominant person on the show and just kicking the most ass, which is great, which is how it should be, mm -hmm. you know? Um, she had a cool love interest in Seahawk who was like this space, not a space pirate, just like a pirate, a real badass character. You know, James Etock obviously defined this series in when he he made those books, the uh, the com the companion to the animated series, which is brilliantly done. It's Dark House Books. Uh, sorry, Dark Ho Dark Horse Books puts that out. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, and it's it's a great book, which I highly recommend people pick up. But um, man, She-Ra was fantastic. And, and, and I think it still to this day holds up. Filmation did such a great job with their moral messages in those shows and trying yeah. to kind of hammer home this family-friendly 22, 23-minute episode, which obviously, yeah, the Netflix series is really good. I enjoy it too. Um, I think they're nice companion pieces to to each other. Mm -hmm. And yeah. if you look up cosplayers for She-Ra online, um, people, people know what's up. <clears throat> yeah, pretty awesome. Let's uh, we're just, we're not gonna actually stop the uh the filmation slash Eternia discussion as I go into my penultimate episode, or I'm sorry, penultimate uh, crush. Um, so we'll keep it going, and I am talking about from He Man and the Masters of the Universe, two seasons, 1983 to 85. I am talking about Evil Lynn, voiced 
by Linda Gary, uh, played by Meg Foster in the movie Masters of the Universe. But let's keep talking about He Man. Let's keep talking about He Man and Shira. <laughs> it's it's uh, it's it's such a that universe. The designs across the board, I thought, were fantastic. Um, I you know, it's weird knowing that you didn't go with Tila. Would I have gone with Tila instead? Still, probably no. Um, when yeah. I was a kid, I do. I remember seeing the first Tila toy and being like, "Oh my god, that's!" I, I thought she was super hot. First off, I loved her thighs. Uh, she, she <laughs> Tila, the Tila toys is the reason I'm such a thigh fan because of that. I mean, guys, it, it's I mean, really weird what things what makes you who you are. <laughs> you know what I mean? There was a meme I saw the other day about just about that. It's a it's a little uh, risque for the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you yeah. got to be careful when you look up uh, uh, images of the animated characters online. If you type in, you know, sexy. Tila sexy, yeah. Oh, yeah. suddenly you're <laughs> yeah. getting like Tila getting gangbanged by Oh, yeah, there's a bunch Skeletor. of him. <laughs> it is like, whoa, I did not expect that. Yeah, no. You, you Corey's know, like, whoa, I totally expected yeah, that. I mean, yeah, I Corey. made a whole, I made a, whole uh, a living off of uh, hawking images like that on online. Um, yeah, it, you know what they say, rule 34, internet rule 34, if it exists, there is porn of it. And that very much goes for all of the He-Man characters. Uh, but back to Evil Lynn. Um, I, and you'll see by my number one choice, I have kind of an affinity for evil characters, uh, evil female characters. I always thought that was kind of like hot. I was like, oh, they, they could have their way with me, you know, and type of, type of thing. Like I'm E-Man and I'm captured and they're going to have their way with me. <laughs> and you're like, wait, what's going on? Are we getting into like BDSM or something? <laughs> We're not. Corey, but... <laughs> are you there? What are you doing? <laughs> but I, I always find thought... that meme now. <laughs> I always thought that that Evelyn was I it's funny cuz I actually liked her cartoon version better than her toy version. Her toy version I wasn't quite sure if she had jaundice or not with her with her yellow <laughs> yeah, skin. Right. Um but I thought she I thought her design was awesome. I thought her attitude was awesome. Um I liked the fact that she could kind of hold her own against Skeletor, you know, she kind of seemed like she was like on his level even though he was a little bit more alpha. He she seemed like she could hold her own and she didn't seem like an an like a, a, an opposite to to Tila. She seemed, seemed more of an opposite to the sorceress which in my mind kind of gave her that a bit more uh power um and as much as i love the original fil- filmation and everything look of evil lynn um and I actually really liked her look in the movie as well uh the reboot cartoon the he-man reboot cartoon in, in early 2000s i think they did a stellar job with her design uh they made her skin like more pale versus you know uh yellow and jaundice but i have to admit what was ultimately kind of cinched everything for me was when there's a, been twice in the series, once in the original filmation and once in the uh, the, the remake, where you saw her sans helmet, and yes. she has that stark white hair. And to me, mm. I was like, oh, that's fucking awesome. It was like the icing on the cake for me. So, uh, Zach, you were just talking about He-Man. Keep, keep it going. Keep the whole thing going. No, I totally agree. I, I remember that episode. Um, it's called The Witch and the Warrior. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And it's a badass episode. Uh, she's, yeah, she's a great character. My One of my favorite episodes of all time uh, is is called Evil Seed. 
and it's this evil plant-like creature that comes down to take over Eternia. Almost does, by the way. And uh, wraps up T uh, wraps up evil in and its tentacles, and she's like Skeletor, help me or whatever she says, you know. And and she was always so great because she did have those moments where she was like kind of a good girl, you know. She showed that side of her when she broke free from Skeletor's evil ways, you know. And 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 I agree with you that the reboot she was even more fierce and kind of shown to shine more. I have a feeling she's going to have it even more prominent role in the revelations uh, uh, series that comes out, the Kevin Smith Netflix series that's coming out. Yeah. Because I think that's one of the first figures that they released of the new series. And she looks Mm -hmm. really cool in that. She was great, man. Yeah. I'm not a fan of her toy. Um, It's funny you say that about, about uh, Tila because I just, you know, I got into He-Man at the same time I was into G.I. Joe. And G.I. Joe had such great, more posability with their figures. And you couldn't do much with Tila. She was a better version of the warrior from uh, Blackstar, another filmation cartoon, the the precursor to He-Man. And uh, if it wasn't for Blackstar, there probably would be no He-Man. But yeah, yeah, she was great. What's that? The whole sword deal splitting in half that uh, totally had. Yeah, copied totally from, and, yeah, for human. Yeah, because people go, this is where it first was created, man. No, it was Blackstar. Blackstar was and, doing that <laughs> shit. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, I love Tila and I love Evil Lynn specifically. Evil Lynn was great. Uh, she don't, I, I feel like she carried over into She-Ra at least once. I could be wrong. I'm, I'm trying to jog my memory. And, and I just want, the only thing I want to say about Tila was like, I kind of thought she was cooler in the earlier comics, the little uh, mini comics, when she was green and like snake. She had the whole snake thing, like in in yeah. in the, the cool headpiece came with the toy, but then it wasn't anything that was incorporated into the show. And yeah. I, I remember as a kid, I was always like, I, I liked Teal of the figure better, even though she wasn't green. But then I was like, oh, I like this cartoon. So like. Of the green version of the toy, and then the cartoon. The cartoon's the least version of Teal that I liked. You know what I mean? Agreed. Yeah, yeah, it's weird. Yeah. I mean, look, Linda Gary voiced both of them. Linda Gary's kind of a, <laughs> she's a hero of mine in the sense that she just voiced so many characters on that show. Dila, Dila, you know, uh, the sorceress. And, she, and, and and also, I think I think she pretty much voiced every female every character. Every female character, yeah. Probably. Outside of Lou Scheimer's daughter, <laughs> yeah. you know, uh, doing the boy characters on the show. And, uh, uh, but she, yeah, uh, you know, uh, Queen, the Adam's parents, you know, Queen Marlena. Yeah. And yeah. Um, everybody. But she was great. Evil Lynn was so evil. She was so evil. I loved her. That's all I got to say about that. Well, you guys are talking about those two, and I'm over here like Sorceress was, was, was <laughs> where mine was. <laughs> I mean, she's she, great she too, too, man. Yeah, she's she great too. too. I, it's, it's, I mean, honestly, all the character designs on that show I think are, are fantastic. So, And all, yeah. all the female characters are, are great too. Um, yeah, yeah. So Evelyn, Evelyn's great choice. Thank great you, choice. thank you. Hey, everybody. Corey here. I just want to let you know that we'll be right back after these short messages. Hello! 
la la. I'm Adam. And I'm Corey. And we are the hosts of Cartwright, a Seinfeld podcast. We are breaking down every single episode of Seinfeld as we watch it, reliving this amazing show. That's right. It's a trip down memory lane for all of us 90s kids out there. You can find Cartwright, a Seinfeld podcast on iTunes, Spotify, Podbean, and Patreon. La la la. Hello everybody, I'm Adam. I'm John. And every week we are giving you a blast from our past. We are the podcast that brings you full-on movie breakdowns, TV show reviews, album reviews, top tens, and more, all from the things of our nostalgic past. So please join us every single week on the Blast From Our Past podcast. You can find us on Spotify, Stitcher, Apple Podcasts, however you listen to podcasts, you can find us, and we would love to have you take a trip with us to the land of nostalgia. And now, back to the show. All right, Diallo, you're going to bring us home with your number one cartoon crush from your youth, your nostalgic youth. All right, all right, all right. right, Um, right, So, this show, you were talking about, like, so you were talking about shows that, like, you watched, um, and they were probably like a girl show. And I was I remember I was in high school, so I couldn't really like talk about the fact that I watched the show, but I was actually pretty obsessed with it because <laughs> like, you know me and you know how much I like to sing. And, um, you know, the show also had like a kind of like a superhero bit to it, kind of uh, secret identities anyways. So Jim and the holograms. I was, I was gonna say, are we are we talking about Jim and the holograms? Because I yeah. if we are, I'm so happy. <laughs> yeah. Me too. Me too. So because you got you had brought it up in the last uh, last uh, couple, and I was like, oh yeah, I definitely felt like that. So I never, and it was like it wasn't until I was like like almost thirty before I was like, I I really watched the hell out of that show. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, but my favorite character on the show was actually Stormer who was Stormer, um, Stormer who was uh, one of the misfits um, the character's real name was Mary Phillips um, she was voiced by Susan Blue who actually was the voice of RC on uh, Transformers yep um, and she also did the voice of Una on Beast Wars um, she's also on some other stuff like Invasion in America and she also voiced this might act this show might actually come up at some point for me maybe I don't know if Zach um, used to watch this but uh, Galaxy High yeah I she love was, Galaxy High yeah, that show's yeah, great she, she, she did the voice of Amy Bright Tower so who almost made my list also <laughs> I, I was I the during our discussion I don't remember who brought something up um, but somebody was talking about high, high, something high. Yeah. And I was like, oh, oh, crap, Galaxy High. Oh, crap, I loved Galaxy High. My brain started going. And there was a, yeah. a, a an alien girl that I loved on Galaxy yep. High as well. Yeah. And I'm like, so good. and I was like, you guys didn't know, but I was kicking myself for <laughs> not having her on the list as you oh. all were talking. So I'm, I, I hope. It's funny, all three of us, we may just bring Galaxy High to the table at some point because <laughs> yeah, that yeah. was going to be on my on my list, on my TV Obscure at one point we were going to get to was Galaxy okay. High. So cool, dude. You guys That's bring awesome. that. 
You guys bring that, and I'll bring Kid Video. So. Oh, I, I remember Kid Video. I remember. Yeah, kid video I almost, too. I yeah. almost had a Kid Video. I almost had the girl from Kid Video. On my you list know what? Too. You know what, Diallo? Um, so yeah, she was the voice of RC, but yeah. the the voice of Jem, uh, played by uh, Samantha Newark, mm-hmm. voiced this character named Ariel on the Transformer show mm-hmm. back in the day. Nice. Pretty cool. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, dude. Like. Yeah, stories like so. Stormer was cool because, like, you know, she was one of the bad girls, but she was really like, she she was really had a soft side, and um, you know, a lot of that started to come out with uh, like her little side romance stuff that was going on, and it just ah, oh, she just like she just made my she made my heart like <laughs> my heart strings, man. <laughs> she was great, you know. Um, it was really our good buddy Fernand who turned me back on to Jem because I, like you, watched that show. I, like you, was like a little closeted about it with, with my peers where like yeah. I didn't want to admit that I watched it, which is such bullshit. Um, the, you know, they had the whole Barbie line out that looked, they were dolls. They looked like Barbie dolls. That I had the singles on cassette. I still uh-huh. wish I did um, <laughs> of some of the songs, but but it was the the silent movie theater in on Fairfax, which is no longer there in Hollywood, oh. by the way. Um, yeah, because that's it, it, well, it got closed down originally because the owner was a was a nut job, and then it got <laughs> reopened, and I think it's I think it's gone for good now at this point, unfortunately. But they did a whole retrospective on Gem, and they oh, showed wow. their top five episodes voted by the fans. They had two cover bands there, a Gem cover band and a Misfits cover band. Wow. Oh, wow. They had the original ca- actors there. They had the creator there. They had um, the woman I spoke of earlier who wrote the majority of the episodes, who created Firestar and Conan and mm-hmm. went down that whole – that's where I learned all this information. I was like, oh, this is so cool. Wow. I'm watching all this with Fern, and I'm just like, this is blowing my mind how – groundbreaking this show really was mm-hmm. if you think about it it really was it was it, it, yeah there were tons of musical archies was a musical show mm-hmm. but this show was just different where this was there yeah it definitely music was music videos it created yeah. music videos where they even had taglines at the bottom corner yeah, yeah. It told you the name of the song it was so yeah. cool it's yeah. a great yeah. fusion of 80s pop culture and, and the animation was was fantastic uh the designs were fantastic and of course you look at it now it's so beautifully 80s you know so it's, 80s. It's, oh my god <laughs> it's it's everything you want from the 80s essentially and i i wish i watched more of it when i was younger i don't remember uh uh it was i don't remember it being on other than before gi joe like so you know it was i mean and and gi joe was already like the point of me waking up like i didn't i wasn't going to get up like 30 minutes earlier um to watch that but i did love what i saw and I kind of, I did, I caught a couple episodes here and there eventually, and I thought it was actually pretty fucking amazing. And I would love to actually go back and revisit the entire series, but I will say to the end of, of time that it's one of my favorite cartoon intro songs of all time. I think of it's amazing. Time. I of think it time. sounds amazing. I think it's performed amazingly. It's it's such a cool song. But uh, and, and I don't particularly know 
the character you're talking about, Diallo, like I recognize her, but I don't really know her her personality um, as much. But but I would love to actually revisit Jim. Is is it out on Blu-ray or is it only is it only DVD? No, it's a box set. Uh, again, Shout Factory put out the box set, which I own okay. uh, because Bodie's watched it with me. He's got a giant poster of uh, Jim and then the lead misfit on his on his wall, which is so great. Nice. And, uh, and, and I just, Roxy. I just love, yeah, yes. I think it was, yeah. 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 And it was Christy Marks who, uh, who was, who was, you know, this, the creator, she was the creator of gem, uh, which I think again is still a big, really big deal. Yeah. Dare I say that opening is similar to Thundercats slightly. Yeah. Oh yeah. In that it's yeah. so good. Yeah. That's so good. Because they, yeah. they did this kind of animation that almost looked like, um, Rotoscoping. like heavy metal. You know where they were. The movements seemed yeah. almost real, like they rotoscoped everything. Yeah. Uh, the way they it, and then the cartoon looks great because it's Sunbow. It's it's a part of the GI Joe Transformer universe. So that's easily. when I first saw it. Like it, when I I think it kind of came on. It was like a sun. Well, at least in the Bay Area, it was like a Sunday morning um, kind of anthology kind of show. They did that Bigfoot yes. and the mic, mic, Micro Machines or something like that. Yes. And, was Centurion, not Centurions, um, I forget the other show, Robotics or something like that. They had a whole slew of those, and um, they did that as a mini series, and then it went to series later. Um, yes. It, it was like it was in that Marvel Comics um, universe of cartoons. Yeah, yeah, and and I think I think that's why it's like listed as three seasons, but they only did 65 episodes mm. because back okay. then – 52 episodes was a full season right know? right so, so uh, is it canonical uh that it's in the same universe as gi joe or is it just because it's it's no i just i said that just because like there was a whole bunch of cartoons at the time that were like okay. i knew were like in the marvel kind of like realm of um uh the brand like sumbo basically yeah so, yeah, yeah. And, and hasbro i think it i think it actually used yeah. a lot of the same voice actors too um, and some of their cars look like transformer cars. So, <laughs> but man, the the, the storylines they had with like Rio and the love. Yeah. Clearly, the love triangle stuff was geared towards you know girls, but there was other things that on there that easily could be, uh, you know, that could transcend uh, genders. Didn't have to. Be, it, I don't feel like you, you can. St- I still watch it today. I love it. They're, love they're, they're freaking rock stars, man. Like yes. you know, it's yeah, it's and, it, and I guess I guess technically it's kind of the spiritual successor to Josie and the Pussycats, right? Like sort of, I yeah. guess. But they didn't solve yeah. as many crimes as Josie and the Pussycats did, I guess. Well, I think. I mean, what, the thing that I loved about Jim, I mean, I think that you know drew me in i think a little bit was the again like the secret identity sci-fi aspect of it you know and that's i think that's like the little hook for me and then you know and i also really like the music and that kind of stuff like i just like that stuff so (laughs) i was there i was there for it you know yeah yeah yeah. uh, i wish those songs were longer yeah they were really short like two minutes maybe yeah Yeah. because they had to fit within the episode yeah so and they would, it was a great opportunity to do a montage. I'm glad. I'm glad Jim and the Holograms made it made it on the list. So th- me too. Thank it was you, it was going to be in my five too, and I'm like maybe someone else is going to choose this, and I'm glad that maybe it was that, Diallo. 
that movie was another like the big disappointment along with oh. Land of the Lost. Like yeah. two biggest movie disappointments. <laughs> yeah, were they were well, they like I just feel like both of them just you missed the entire point of yeah. the source material that you're trying to reboot completely. And especially completely. when it was weird because the Jim and the Holograms movie came out at a time when like eighties was actually very high. Like like the the like people were really reminiscing about the eighties, but then they made it like take place like currently and they didn't look at all 80s ish and i'm like you had a perfect opportunity to tap in and really have a fun time with this but yeah you screwed it up hollywood just like (laughs) always wow what a freaking shocker there there's a reason why there's a reason why we talk about it now and laugh at it and call it a joke and and don't talk about it fondly the same way we do with that valley girl remake you know you're taking did they Gem, do a remake Dar- of Valley Girl? I don't even. They did. It came and went. It came oh and wow! Went. And, and and here's a here's a real bummer for you. So one, Mel, um, the 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 voice of Jem, she has a small cameo in the Jem movie. Um, mm-hmm. It came out the same weekend that Fern and I went to the the retrospective, and mm-hmm. everyone there on the panel said, "Don't go see the new Jem movie. Don't go see it," including wow. the woman who had us part of the movie so the valley girl movie deborah foreman who plays the valley girl she has a cameo as like a she she's working at a clothing store in the valley girl movie like a just a like a you know butt hair of a role mm-hmm. and you're like that is a slap in the face you know to yeah. everybody to to like how dare they i feel bad for her she took the role obviously for whatever reason you know, and you're like, God damn, dude. It's just like, this, this is that, that's this is not Valley Girl. It's Valley Girl. <laughs> Guys, this is Valley Girl. <laughs> Be gentle. It's Valley Girl. <laughs> yeah. God, that's just not sexy, Jack. No one's going to ever it's just remember. just not sexy. Like, even, even 50 years from now, people will, will remember the Jim and the Holograms cartoon and not the movie because it should not be remembered. So They'll remember yeah. the toys that just came out from Reaction. Yeah. Reaction were, put out yeah. a series of three and three mm-hmm. quarter, which looked dope. Yeah. By the way. Great packaging, too. So yep. No um, one's going to remember the crappy movie. Zach, I think I know what your number one is, by the way. Oh, but. well. I got two <laughs> words for you. Yo, Joe. So my number one's also from GI Joe. So we'll kind of we'll do them together. This will be okay. perfect. Oh, so we'll do them. <laughs> we'll do them together. God. So before Zach, before you pick yours, <laughs> I think I know who it is, and I feel like she has the same hairstyle as <laughs> she does. As yes. Steel. I'm only guessing because like I saw the other two hairstyles, and I'm like, oh, I know. So, well, uh, wait, so, wait, wait, wait. Before you say it, how about you say who voiced yours, and I'll say who voiced mine. Okay. Before I say who voiced, well, okay. I'll explain after I say who voiced it, and I tell. I'll, I'll explain the reason for the hair, and, and there's a connection there. Mary McDonald Lewis voiced my character. Okay. Uh, Morgan Lofting voiced mine. Diallo, Great. do you know what the two characters are? Um, I don't know who voiced. <laughs> like I don't know who. But, but this uh, game went down fast. Yeah, but I still think I know who. Yeah, well, just guess. Well, what? Who do you think Zach's is, and who do you think mine is? I think Zach's is Lady J. Okay. And I think yours is Baroness. Ah, well, you're correct on mine, Zach. What okay. about you? 
You're correct on mine as well. <laughs> You're correct on mine as well. Lady J is my uh, number one crush, if you will. Okay. And and there's a reason for that. Well, amongst many reasons, she was she was tough as nails. She was not scarlet. Uh, she was a little rough around the edges, had a little bit of vocal fry before vocal fry was a thing. <laughs> <laughs> and she, yeah, um, she, was, she was a bit more tomboyish than uh, than Scarlet was. Exactly, exactly. And 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 she she looked to me, she looked like Raquel Welch. Hmm. And Raquel Welch uh, in the '80s cut her hair super short like that, and I just thought that was super, that was super sexy to me. Uh, and, and, and I felt like if Raquel Welch, if this had come out in the seventies, Raquel Welch would have been a perfect screen version of Lady J, uh, especially with like a shorter haircut. And so, uh, and especially with the raspy voice and her backstory is that she was an actress, you know, yeah. in Hollywood. Yeah. So and she so, was, wasn't she, that, that, she yep. was like a cover, like her, her thing was like deep cover, right? Wasn't that her thing? She was deep cover. Yeah. And you know, there was cover girl. Yeah. Just, like what does cover girl did, do? Cover girl just didn't do it for me. You know, mm-hmm. she, she was kind of like, she was the, <laughs> she was the side piece where it was like, you know, <laughs> it didn't really matter all the much. They had like a redhead, a brunette and a blonde. But no people of color. Oh, but we'll throw in Roblox and Doc, and we're good to go. And then, oh, <laughs> quick kick. Yeah, they were good. Okay, we're good. We're, good. we're covering all the bases. No, we need a Latino guy. Oh, uh, Airborne. No, he's Native American. Oh, Spirit. Okay, both. Yeah, 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 both. We'll carry the village people. Anyways, <laughs> Lady J, uh, I felt like she was the most badass to me. Um most rough and tumble. I loved her love affair storyline with Flint and me having dark hair. I connected more with Flint than I did with Duke. And she like, has yeah. that cool spear. Like that's like her spear. weapon. Yeah. Yeah. Which, which would open up into bad. a net. Yeah. So many great subplot storylines. Um, yeah. Lady J is, is okay by me. Did you, are you going to pick up the new classified series version of her uh that that's coming out soon? I love that series by the way. The toy figure? Yeah. The figure? Yeah. No, um you know, we pretty much you know, we stick to 3 and 3 quarters with with uh Bodie as far as his his love of figures are concerned. I try to keep my toy buying at his level. Okay. Versus, you know, like just displaying it. I just don't have the room for it. Um, but it looks great. It looks like she's going to get her own spinoff series on Amazon potentially, uh, wow. which would be great. Oh, and if that leads into bigger cool. and better things. Awesome. Hopefully it does. Uh, I don't think she was ever represented properly in the movie series. So but- Lady J uh, of Baroness Scarlet and Lady J, I would say me personally, Lady J is my least favorite. But that's not saying that I don't like her. You know what I mean? Like yeah, I yeah, did, yeah. even as a kid, I always, I did always think she was pretty cool looking, and I liked like her style and everything. And I kind of liked that that they didn't really sexualize her either. I mean, like they could have easily looking at her design with the the button down shirt. They could have easily like had it one button more open. You know what I mean? But they didn't do that. Good <laughs> they, for them. They, they came the most close with her, they though. Did. They uh, on did. They did come the most close with her. And that's what, that's what got side. her on my radar. <laughs> yeah, on the good guy side, they mostly pushed the envelope with her. She was the one that would wear the gowns, the dresses. There yeah. was one episode, Eau de Cobra, where, uh, where there was a perfume that, that uh, you know, put all the dudes in a trance, whoever was wearing it. And that's a good – it's a pretty decent episode. 
and uh, you know, she's got her, her. Oh, and then also fun fact, she's related to Destro. She's oh, she... Destro's niece. Oh, that's yes, cool. because she goes back to Ireland in one episode. I forget the name of the episode. Say it's what? a haunted house. It's actually pretty creepy. That's Turns cool. out Destro is related to Lady J. That's really cool. Whoa. I like that. I did not know that. Um, fun fact. Good, good pick. Uh, staying in, yeah, like we said, staying in the universe. I'm, I, I was more of a Baroness guy. Um, of course it, you it's, were. And that's honestly, you know, of course I like my bad girls, obviously with, uh, with Evil Lynn and everything. But there was something about her outfit, her armor that I really. Doug, I thought her costume, uh, Baroness's costume, was super cool. It just had, it looked like it had like a lot of layers to it. It looked like she was wearing like, even though it was sculpted to look like you know like breasts or whatever, it looked like it was an armor piece that she was kind of wearing on on as as a top and everything. Um, and I just. You know, of course, like, I I thought she was super cool. I thought she was super awesome. But, like, what solidified it was that episode with her. uh, Was it Scarlet and Flint or was it Lady J and Flint where they were – Lady J. Okay, it was with yeah. I thought it was with Lady J. And and I think Cobra Commander. They're all on this like island together, and they're all trapped there. And and Baroness had to be, and it was in a bikini or like a one piece or something. It's a swimming suit at one point. And as a kid, I was like, whoa! Like it blew my mind because you know, of course, we were so used to like you know all these animation shows, like you know, barely taking the characters out of the costume that they're in because yeah, it's like. We all know, we all understand animation now. Like, they have all these character models and everything. And whenever you ask the 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 companies to animate something different, like you go and look at an episode of Real Ghostbusters where Janine, uh, there's like a heat wave in the city and Janine's like in a, in a two-piece bikini, yet it was clearly designed to be a one-piece there's a reason that, that things get messed up that way is because they don't have, like, a template to follow, like like an actual uh, character design to follow like they do with the actual regular outfits. So I remember when I was a kid, I was like, it was a big deal seeing, I thought it was a big deal seeing Baroness in, like, you know, a swimming suit. And I was like, wow, and she's hot, and she's curvy, and she's a bad girl. <laughs> check, 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 and check. And to this day, I mean, the Baroness is like, yeah, my my idealistic you know hot bad girl basically you know and and always the template that i go back to you know like it is just buxom curvy and the glasses are cool too so well you're you're referring to um the games master episode yes the games master uh, yep there you go games master yeah the one i was referring to with lady j's really quick is just, it's called um skeletons in the closet great episode by the way okay uh, but but yeah the the games master is where she you get to see her as, as scantily clad as possible. Mm-hmm. Um, but I will throw you another one. Uh, she's in the world without end, which is when the Joes, in my opinion, it is the best uh, two part miniseries ever. When the Joes go to an alternate universe yeah. and three of the Joes don't make it back, which yeah. is so, it gives me chills just thinking about it. It's so good. It- and Steeler, who's like three offshoot kind of throwaway characters, um, uh, ends up linking up has a he's has a relationship with baroness because yeah. she's she's a covert agent 
for the Joes. And, and like, guys, like, how crazy is it to have in a G.I. Joe cartoon alternate realities? Like, something that, like, is just Brilliant. now becoming mainstream. Something that the three of us reading comic books and everything, we grasped very young and understood and everything. But still, not something that's very mainstream until very almost current, you know? Like, like yeah. wow, that was very much ahead of its time. It's it's great. It's it is so good. It's it's a uh, grunt, um, uh, stealer, and breaker. Dusty. I th- oh, no. not, 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 um, oh, you're right. Uh, was it breaker? It's the guy with the beard. Because you you remember you see all three of their skeletons in a picture clutch. too. Yeah, clutch. 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 The beard. It's yeah. clutch. Yeah, it's clutch, grunt, and stealer. Don't make it back. They decide to stay because yeah, because their their, their versions died over there and they're like hey we can make a difference man what yes. a i mean seriously what a great two-parter right there it's it it's great it, it really is i highly recommend if anyone goes down a, a rabbit hole with gi joe start with those two which are free on youtube by the way hasbro put all those out during the pandemic it just runs over and over and over it's so good it's so <laughs> it's great so good it yeah. i would i wish they would have like vintage commercials in between commercial oh yeah that'd be, be awesome badass, but yeah um but yeah i love that series and it shows baroness in a whole other light it actually is a really you know because sunbow was churning out these episodes so quickly there would be gaffes with um uh the animation sometimes they'd be missing things in a frame you know beachhead would be maskless suddenly in an image and you're like how come he's not wearing a mask it's beachhead he's supposed to be covered up uh in one episode one of the baroness's female cobra uh troopers is like wearing chaps but no underwear <laughs> it was like they forgot to add the uh, black pants or whatever so she's like chap but uh, pantsless uh bodhi picture that finally is like is she wearing underwear i'm like no i don't think so well, yeah. then, <laughs> <laughs> next anyways great episode world without end but yeah um, but yeah but yeah and then the games master if you want some titillation yeah and and when i was younger like i didn't quite understand like what their roles were but when i got older i was like oh okay destro's the arms dealer he's not actually like with cobra he's kind of just the arms dealer oh baroness you know she's she's uh she was like the daughter of an aristocratic family her real name is uh anastasia uh yep. Renova, uh, i think something like that and um yep. You know, I, I like that. I was like, oh, I understand. As I got older, I felt like there was another layer of G.I. Joe that I wasn't getting when I was a kid. And I thought it made it more interesting as I got older because I was like, oh, I understand what their roles are now. Well, Diallo hit the nail on the head talking about the comic book series. They they went way deeper into who these characters were. And obviously the cartoon, you, I get it. You, you They're appealing to little guys and girls. And, you know, they obviously have to make it a little more um, user-friendly. The Renegade show, I felt like they went into those backstories a little bit more. Uh, I still think to this day it's a great twist on some of the the characters, and um, especially Destro's character and what Destro means in, like, Gaelic. Yeah. Oh, okay, um, yeah, yeah. Which is really well, badass. And, Skeletons and, of the Closet, by the way, highly recommend. Lady J is pretty much in a negligee throughout oh, the whole thing. Oh, so. hello, hello, hello. Yeah. what have we here? <laughs> <laughs> and it's creepy you as fuck. Deal- among the stars. <laughs> so that, that episode is, it definitely delves more into like Wicker Man paganism shit. Mm, cause they, and H.P. Lovecraft-esque. Oh, yes, there is definitely an homage to H.P. Lovecraft in that episode. That's cool. 
That's really yeah. cool. Yeah, I did read. I did read some of the comics back in the day. Um, I always liked the the Vietnam uh, aspect of it. I liked. Uh, I remember an issue that showed uh, Snake Eyes getting like his his face yeah. blown off uh, oh. in Vietnam, and because I remember it was like him and Stalker and Duke were all from like and, and Scarlet were all from Vietnam. They were all in the the sort of the team together. And I remember as a kid, I was very fascinated with Vietnam because like Punisher was from Vietnam. Vietnam, like all of our characters that we'd read in comic books, like went to Vietnam and now they're back and they're dealing Martin with Martin Riggs, Martin Riggs, dude. <laughs> yes. Like, yeah, dude. It was, there was so much, I was, I was fascinated with Vietnam because it was, it, it informed so many of my characters and, and how they were. But yeah, those old GI Joe comic books by, uh, uh was it Larry, Larry Hama, right? Larry, uh, Hama, yep, Larry yeah. Hama. Yeah. Were great. Absolutely fantastic. Did you watch the, uh, the, the oh, did yeah, you guys watch that cart, the toys that made us? Oh, of course. Yeah. Yeah. Cause he's so, he's so candid in that. And so uh, honest about the whole deal where he's like, this is bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> I've I've seen every episode of Toys That Made Us probably five times. It's okay. if if I'm in, in like a nostalgic '80s mood, I'll just pop on one of those episodes and just have that in the background or something. It's such a great series. Really, uh, especially is. yeah, yeah. GI Joe, you know, it's funny about that that that. Uh, well, all three of our top ones, besides you and I connecting, but Diallo's, they're all in the same universe in the yeah. sense, you know, and that and uh, and. I think that pe- people forget, people lump like cheese ball storylines all the time with the 80s. Oh, those cartoons were just about selling a toy. Cartoons now are about selling toys. They've always been about selling something, yeah. a comic book or something. Um, but, you know, there's, there's plenty of meat in these shows. Jem had a ton of like, I can't think of the names as easily as I can with G.I. Joe off the top of my head, but ton of episodes that were way better than i think they were supposed to be yeah you know really smartly written and and let's not forget the voice acting that all of these shows have and how much that adds to the character if the character has an annoying voice a la cringer not cringer but a snarf you know on thundercats you're gonna like screw that character i hate that character yeah <laughs> if, if it's got a cool voice then you're like I kind of like that guy. Yeah. If, <laughs> you know, if Destro, like, uh, you know, Bodie and I, we watched the, the, the 90s version of G.I. Joe, the 89-90. It's not very good. I'm not a huge fan, but he loves it. And the But the Destro, the only original voice actor that comes back is, um, is the voice of Cobra Commander. Mm. And the voice of Destro is terrible. It's terrible. Baroness, it's terrible. Baroness's voice is so iconic. It's so yeah. iconic. And so is Anyways. Destro's. It's yeah, it's it's Yeah, they all are Cobra Commander. Well, I I think uh the biggest takeaway uh from this episode is that Diallo likes uh blonde haired women with that wear <laughs> like pinkish fuchsia outfits. And uh, <laughs> and Galaxy High School is going to be on an episode of TV Obscura in the future no doubt. because we all have fond memories of that show. <laughs> Their only really question is who's going to bring it to the table. <laughs> I'm uh, calling Kid Video right now. I'm calling Kid Video. Uh, and, and then Dial and I are going to have to Kumite for uh, for Galaxy Kumaria. High School. <laughs> no, I'll, actually, I'll pick. So actually, if I know if you guys do those two, I actually know what I'll do. Um, if you, I know, yeah. 
Well, shit. Okay. Well, then I think yeah. we have. We probably have. So next TV Obscura will be a live action uh, uh, TV Obscura, and then we have. We'll do an animated TV Obscura. I think we actually know two of the three shows we're going to be doing. So <laughs> I was going to say really quick too. The 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 female character from Kid Video was going to pop up the live action version of her, but not the animated version. Yeah, that's actually why I did. Like, I was gonna put her on my list, and then I saw the animated version, and I was like, "Oh no!" It was really the live action version that I had an affinity for. Damn, I I I I vaguely remember the show, but now both of you are like like you know talking about her. I'm forcing me to be like, "Oh, let me go check this out," because I I don't. Oh, I I do. I remember the animated version of it. Oh. Uh, uh, my brain my brain is coming back i remember uh, this show something's coming I back i remember the show it aren't was a they, great show wait aren't they in some kind of a train that is going through a oh my god it's like a bubble video. oh wow we uh so the the girl in the pink right is that who we're talking about the girl yes. in the yeah i remember her Oh, I remember her. Okay. Kid <laughs> Video. Can't wait to revisit that one, guys. <laughs> <laughs> and that's what I love about doing TV Obscura with you guys because inevitably, every episode, either one of you are going to say something like Kid Video, a, a show that I've 100% forgotten about. And then I go and look it up and I'm like, oh my God. And it's literally like the Matrix. It's, it's all just coming back to me and i can see it all in my head now i remember that fucking show dude i can't wait yeah and 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 before anyone before anyone else chimes in on instagram or whatnot and says how zach how come you didn't bring up tara boomdier from attack of the how come you didn't bring up tara boomdier from attack of the killer tomatoes well uh even though she describes herself as luscious and sweet um i wouldn't say that (laughs) she's more tangy (laughs) She's yeah, she, she does. In one episode, she's like, I'm a, a luscious tomato. and sweet tomato. I'm like, oh, my gosh. Whoever was writing this. Uh, Flint Dill, by the way, who did a ton of G.I. Joe episodes, uh, of wrote some great episodes of Attack of the Killer Tomatoes. Oh, nice. The, the show that, that keeps that on giving. No, it's going to keep on giving until the day I don't. <laughs> or I until you and Bodhi move a... on to something else. <laughs> Yeah, I we're getting him, there. Doctor I see Who, him Doctor Who, in a mutual uh, Facebook friends threads every once in a while, and I just have to stop myself from like fawning whenever I see Flint Dill pop up. So, oh, he Flint Dill. Oh, it's wrote so many great episodes, but yeah, yeah. I was gonna say Bodie's uh, starting to in the Diallo will love this that he's getting into Doctor Who now. So, uh, yeah, I mean, you mentioned that. Doctor I was actually kind of like, oh, I need to maybe I need to. <laughs> <laughs> and watch. Yep. I need well, to start watching some of the old uh, episodes again myself. So. Oh, it's so good. The, the, yeah. Oh yeah. I'm, yeah. That's that. That'll never factor into TV obscure because it's not obscure. But yeah, I mean, it's you know, yeah. one of the biggest biggest shows ever. <laughs> it's it is funny though to me how many people don't remember or or realize how many newer fans don't realize that Doctor Who is an old show. It's kind of like someone saying, "Wait." There was a Captain Kirk before Chris Pine. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, dude. I mean, yeah. that's a, that to me. That's just a testament of how big the new version was, really. No, it's um, great. And and it was a whole new. I mean, like, dude, that came like that started in two thousand five. That's so, bonkers too. 
Yeah. So, I mean, it's almost, we're coming up almost on 20-ish years. and It's um, been running for 60 plus years. Yeah. So, I mean, just like if the new one came out in 2005, then like, you know, kids then, they just, like, they're grown now, but they wouldn't have, they wouldn't have really had much of a concept of the older show. Yeah, I, I still remember uh, you, how you introduced me, Diallo, to uh, mm-hmm. to Doctor Who. And uh, I, the way that the shows that you used to introduce me to it, the day that I'm going to try to get uh, Myra into it, I'm going to just use the same template that you did. And, nice. And which I, which one was, I don't know. I, I kind of remember, but I don't. What did I? Uh, um, what were the gateway drugs? Yeah, it was. <laughs> yeah, it was the. Uh, it was Hush. No, not Hush. Oh. What's it? Was it Hush? Is it Hush? Is that what's called? From Buffy? No, not Hush. I'm sorry. The the. Oh the yeah. Angels. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Blink. 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 Yeah. Oh, it, blink. I knew yeah. it was one word. It was a one word thing. Yeah. Uh, so it was good. Blink and a couple other ones. I I know them in my head. Uh, everyone was stuck underground in a high in a freeway in a highway. But, oh yes, 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 yeah. Uh, yeah. I forget the name of that episode. Is a. But yeah, it was a season three, episode two or three with Martha Jones. Yes. Yeah. yeah. And Gridlock. Good stuff. Gridlock. Gridlock. Yeah. Called. That was a great yeah. episode. So yeah, I have a few ones that, that I'm going to try to to uh, get Myra into one day whenever we get a chance. Uh, but, yeah. But yeah, we probably, yeah, Doctor Who probably won't show up on TV Obscura because it's it's definitely way too mainstream. And we have so many, so many insanely, you know, uh, niche shows to talk about that you know like kid video and and galaxy high and and werewolf we know we're all going to be talking about werewolf one of these days <laughs> come on werewolf. come on i can't werewolf. wait to i can't wait to rewatch those I, and uh i i think with werewolf we're just going to wait for the 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 new blu-ray to come out that that's supposedly coming out and then we'll all just we'll probably do it after that and and whatnot because it is going to be an all tv obscura werewolf episode we're all going to tackle a different episode from the show and we're going to fucking talk about werewolf the entire fucking time because we all Sounds three of us fucking loved that show love it love it can't love wait it. fucking <laughs> werewolf <laughs> <laughs> oh man, TV Obscura, man! I fucking I love TV Obscura, guys. I love doing it with you too. It's always a fun time to go down these uh, these paths into our nostalgic uh, youth. Uh, Diallo, my man, uh, plug plug your stuff again. Where can we find you out there? And uh, keep in mind that everything that comes out of Diallo's mouth will be a link in the show notes. So yeah, the First Noel Chronicles um, can be found at. Uh, uh, firstnowellchronicles.com and also you can find it on Spotify, Apple uh, Podcasts, uh, Amazon Music, and Stitcher. Uh, it's an audio book slash podcast of me doing a representation of my novel. Um, Angela in the Dark can be found on Comixology and there's a Kindle version as well. And uh, that's it. You can find me on you can find me on uh, Instagram at the Armageddon and on Twitter. Finally, I'm no longer banned. <laughs> <laughs> Remarkable. <laughs> and uh, on uh, Facebook, uh, the Armageddon is the tag name for my author's page, Adialo Jackson. Nice. Like I said, I'll have links yeah. in in the show notes and everything. Uh, yeah. Zach Lafey, what you got going on over there? $2 late fee, we're breaking it down Shag style. We're uh, talking about the movie Shag from 89, and, and that'll be the pre-episode with Annabeth Gish. Mm. 
and she's fantastic. Tells so many great stories about movies she did in the 80s and TV shows in the 90s and yada, yada, yada. Good stuff. That's what we're doing over at $2 Late Fee. I saw you guys were doing Annabeth Gish, and I just... I just was like, no way. <laughs> the gish, so man. Cool. Yeah. What's oh, cool man. about that, organically, that came out of our, you know, on Instagram, we're very, as as we are on Podcasting After Dark, very um, relevant and, and, and topical with everything that's going on on a regular basis. And Annabeth, uh, we do sound, Soundtrack Saturdays, where we highlight certain soundtracks from my collection. <laughs> Of, of obscure cassette tapes and uh we did one on there and she's like oh my gosh i love that soundtrack yes and that's what started the whole ball rolling so wow. very cool person nice anyways how about you Corey sleazy c what 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 you got going on besides podcasting after dark <laughs> it's a, yep got cartwright seinfeld podcast every week talking to our buddy adam about Seinfeld, and also on that uh, uh, the, the Cartwright Patreon, we're talking about Curb, your enthusiasm. So I'm fully uh, balls deep in Larry David's life. So it's great. Love it. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, but yeah, we're having a great time on Podcast After Dark, as you guys know. Uh, check out our Patreon. We have all kinds of fun shit going on over there, all kinds of interviews. Uh, just the newest one up is William Frickin' Sadler. Let that sink in, guys. William frickin' Sadler. So go check that out. Uh, we have some fun ones coming. We have some that are in the in the can already that, that are awesome. And uh, a hoot, a true hoot. Um, but, you know, we have all kinds of stuff going on over there. We have uh, uh, bonus episodes. We have wrap-up after dark. We have interviews after dark. Uh, ad-free versions of the show. So if you love podcasting after dark, if you love what we're doing here, go support us over there. It's, it's not easy to make content uh and 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 it does take time and effort and uh you know we're we're doing it because we love it but uh we do have bills to pay so you know it is uh it is a thing that is a reality that we live in so if you do love what we're doing it we would really appreciate any any support uh but we know times are tough, so if uh, you know you can't spare a, a buck or five, then you might be able to spare five minutes and leave us a nice five-star review on Apple Podcasts. That's an easy, free way to help out your pals at Podcasting After Dark and, uh, you know, get us in front of new listeners and everything. So, uh, TV Obscura, love this show, love this spinoff show, and we, <laughs> I can't wait to see uh, what we're going to do next uh, next time with the live-action one, but I think you guys kind of know what we're going to be doing with the animated one following that. So, as <laughs> always, we'll see you guys on the obscure side. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> nice. Be sure to subscribe to Podcasting After Dark and give us a five-star rating on iTunes. Support Podcasting After Dark on Patreon. Follow us on Instagram and Facebook at Podcasting After Dark. And visit us next time for another installment of Podcasting After Dark with Corey Stevenson and Zach Schaefer. Zach Schaefer.